0: On paper. Writers say they're not seeing that out here on the street. It's so many apartments, doctors' apartment jobs that I have lost due to the buses. And they said this year was supposed to be a totally different change. I don't see what a change is at. April Williams is fed up. She says cats is full of lies, offering nothing more than empty promises. We have to sit out here and wait a long period of time. <laughs> the buses are nasty. The buses are filthy. The buses is not knit. It's nothing out here that has
1: changed, and
2: that's just how the world is today. We have been waiting a long, periodically time for mm-hmm. things to change, and nothing has changed. Not right America thing. is nasty. America is filthy, and America <laughs> is not new. And you already know that. So welcome to this podcast. I am Josh roger so, i am brian hare and this is another episode of your favorite podcast the jigsaw podcast where we talk about all the things but particularly yes. we talk about the perils the praises mm-hmm. the productivity and the and circumstance of being black me and trying to figure this thing called life out brian yes how are you man, I,
3: man it's, as always is a great day to be black oh uh-huh. hallelujah yes 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 so gotta think of we're still in the land of the living mm-hmm. um you know stress is as high with work mm. and stuff like that but god is so faithful god tragedy
2: is, so is commonplace. that's what walter hawkins is listen all kinds of diseases <laughs> people, people are, are slipping, slipping away, away. <laughs> economy's down uh, go ahead
3: niggas can't get enough pay
2: but as for me all i can say thank you lord for all you
3: done for me folks lord, without homes out in the streets and the drug its some say, <laughs> they just can't beat. <laughs> muggers and robbers, no place seems to be safe. But you've been my protection every step of the way. I'm my shot, and I wanna say thank you, Lord, for Ooh. all you've done. This, you been on to say, it could have been me. <laughs> Outdoor. With no food, no clothes, or all alone, without a friend,
2: <laughs> or just another number,
3: with a tragic end, but you didn't, didn't see
2: fit. fit, that's
3: it, that's the part right there, none Dude. of these things, but every day by your power, you keep on,
2: it's and I just want to say,
3: <laughs> thank you Lord. For all you've done for song me Songs used to have words back in the
2: day Listen, y'all put y'all hands together real fast and tell the Lord <laughs> Thank you As Bishop Linwood did, will say Clap your hands like the devil in between them and tell God <laughs> thank you <laughs> Hallelujah Listen, you right Because yes. that song is prophetic it, ain't never, it is never not relevant I don't care <laughs> when you sing no, it yeah. I don't care when you sing it what time It came out in the 80s, Reverend And it yeah, is still here today That's just like, what Twink say saying. Pray for the USA Suicide rates <laughs> Going up on the side rates Yeah, man uh, Oh, you want to hear some Hella Blacks It yeah. says, always good to be black Jaden was at home sick with me yesterday And anytime mm-hmm. he's home sick Or any child is sick We make them do like 30 minutes of reading time You know, because they're not at school Guess what Jaden came in my office and grabbed? What? James Baldwin's I am not your Negro And <laughs> sat here And read Two chapters of it Listen, all right. And I asked the man of God, he said, Yeah, it was about, you know, they was trying to treat the, people, the black people different because of this. Was going. I was like, Man of God is comprehending it. Too. Like, <laughs> I said, Well, read on. He said, Well, read. Man, should, I, should I write that on my sheet? I have to write what they read for the day. I said, Well, if that's what you read, man of God, that's what you te- you're teaching you read today. You read, <laughs> I am not your Negro.
3: <laughs> right. So, I'm um, not your Negro.
2: So, like, weren't you out of town this weekend?
3: I was this past weekend. Where was I? You were oh, um, in the DMV, weren't you? Yeah, I was in the DMV. I was in the DMV. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't at Howard Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably should have pulled not? up.
2: You should have just slid through.
3: I should have. So what happened is, so usually recently, like, what I've been trying to do with like my work trips, try to be more efficient. So get there, get I got to do, and get mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't do my research on Howard Homecoming. So when I like booked my flights and all that kind of stuff, one, I couldn't get a running car. And I was like, what is going on? So unfortunately, what I ended up doing, I reached out to a person who's a non-black person of color. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was supposed to go to his office for a training. And I was like, what's happening this weekend in D.C.? Because I cannot get a rental car for like to save my life. Mm-hmm. He was like, I have no clue. And I was like, OK. So then I get on the plane and I see a bunch of like Howard T-shirts and power paraphernalia here in Atlanta. I was like, what? And then the flight attendant was like, shouts out to, you know, um, all the Bisons out there, homecoming. I'm like, dang, like I would have known that I could have did it. Mm-hmm. On my way to the airport, my flight ended up getting delayed like some hours. So I'm like, damn, I could have if I would have thought about this, I probably could have, you know, got an Uber, you know, went up to how real quick, slid yeah. up, just kind of see it just to be for myself. But um, you know, next year I'll probably if I'm still in this role, I'll probably do something to where I can um figure those things out. But hopefully, next year on the podcast, we'll be actually doing like a tour of all the HBCUs that make sense. All their homecomings do live podcasts there. I think that'd be great. You know, just I would just put love it, that. And putting start- some things out there.
1: At the
2: the homecoming where amazing things happen. Mm -hmm. And that is Spellhouse's homecoming. Yeah. Woo! We had a time that night. We had a time (laughs) that night. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. My Mm -hmm. God. There Mm -hmm. were easily 30,000 people out there. Do You care to share? It was... It was so good. From Friday to Saturday to Sunday. I had a time. I had a time. I had a time. Mm. My God. I should have took off Monday because this little body... Mm-hmm. was we still recovering my, you know, it was my so but you know, it was so good to see so many faces and you know some have expanded and got larger than others but it's mm-hmm. so good to see all the faces and reminisce and talking i was trying not to take pictures and a lot of videos so i could be very present mm-hmm. i think i've said that on the podcast a couple of times yeah. that's been a goal of mine um but in hindsight i wish i would have because some of these people you only see once a year Mm-hmm. And, you know, while we're not best friends, we do have really good memories together from college. And it would have just been good to kind of document some of these moments. And tomorrow I ain't promised, you know, we rest up people almost every week on this here podcast. right? right. Um, so somebody could be dead right now. I don't even know. And That's I sure. just saw him this weekend. <laughs> um, so I could have had a picture. I could have made the obituary. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I didn't because I didn't take my picture. That's so um, but anyway, it was cool. Loved it. actually went into JDS. JD Sports mm-hmm. and looked up on those ones you saw me had on. I just went in there to kind of see what they that had, nice. and mm-hmm. they had my they had my size. And Let's it's not just got. tan and black. With a, that red has mm-hmm. a uh, that red Nike symbol has a black and yellow like stripe in it too. So there's a lot of little nuanced details in this shoe. I love that little thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it got dusty out there on Morehouse's campus, so mm-hmm. I had to go clean it off or whatever. But anyway, needs to say God was pleased, I believe, with homecoming. You know our school sits on a red clay, a red clay hill. Jesus was um, hung on the cross on a red clay hill, so you know he, that's where he resides. He resides right there at Morehouse mm-hmm. College, and we felt his presence, um, as long as with his covering, his mercy, and his grace. And I'm just so glad to mm-hmm. have been in the number. Brian, did you watch the uh, season? Have you the season finale of um, of Raising Canaan? Not yet. I actually was actually supposed to it today. I heard, oh it was good, I heard good stuff Oh, it. it is the best episode of Raising Canaan so far. Mm. He, whoever... Does, does the woman write that too? What's her name? Um,
3: uh, What is her name? Um, The creator. What is her name? Face. Yeah, I can see her face too. Mm. The
2: creator. Whatever her name is. Yes. If she wrote that, she wrote that. That episode was so good. Oh my mm-hmm. God. From Rock to Kanan to every, It was so good. It mm-hmm. was so good. And I hear... Fifty it Cent is trying to leave stars or whatever. So I don't know what that means for the series. Man, which is and weird.
3: The shows. I don't know if we ever talked about it in the Billboard. It's just weird that he's doing well at stars like I he had a BMF documentary, the BMF TV show, the whole power universe. Like I feel like they've kind of given him carte blanche as far as what he can do there. So I'm eager mm. to see what other deal or what other avenue he's going to go out there to uh to give us content because he's winning at stars um mm-hmm. which is which is just interesting um
2: but um i'm sure yeah. hbo would love to take on the power universe what <laughs> listen showtime any of the other premium channels would love it showtime need more content all they got is the shot
3: the shot and that is the ch- you
2: know because
3: uh, yeah. <laughs> the thing about H- hbo has like all the white stuff like the not not even the white stuff we have we have rap stuff we had Insecure was on yeah, there. You, you had a greater mm-hmm. variety of different shows on HBO as far as like you know, just information, just variety. I feel like Stars. You know, I'm pretty sure there's other shows on there, but I I feel like the Power Universe kind of is 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 um paying Stars' bills right now.
2: And then one of them other shows with black women. It was it was it Harlem or or was that on Amazon Prime? I think that's Prime. But it's a one more. It's Harlem. I feel like there's one more that has four women. It's
3: rerun the world, or yeah,
2: it's run the world. Was that on stars? Oh,
3: yeah. uh, I don't know. I think that might be XBL. Let me let me Google it real
2: quick. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's HBO, bro.
3: Run the world show because it's coming two. back. Run the world is <coughs> excuse me. It's on stars. Stars, mm, interesting.
2: Yeah, so I feel like stars is what the black people. Oh, know. it's
3: stars. Ha- uh, stars also has P Valley,
2: and they had survivors remorse before it got canceled. That oh, well, was a good show. That was they, a great, I, show. and it I, just ended. Yeah, they
3: They should have. They should have just given us at least one or two episodes which kind of tie those loose ends, man. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't. I hate what shows do that. Like don't just cancel us abruptly. At least give us the opportunity mm-hmm. to like tie up the mm-hmm. loose ends, especially if it was a solid show, It wasn't a trash show. It was a good, good show.
0: And
2: even when they killed off. Um... Mike Epps' character, mm-hmm. it it remained solid mm-hmm. without yep. him. You know, he yep. was the com- he was the major comedic relief, but mm-hmm. it was good without him. So anyway, yep. um, it is voting season. We're here. It is. Have you voted already? You done your early voting? I
3: haven't done early voting on TV yet.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Tom- the plan is to do it tomorrow. Okay. Um, there's a the community center up the street of our new home is a, a holy location. and I know I haven't changed all my addresses and stuff yet. So mm-hmm. you know, early voting, you can vote anywhere in the county. You know, all By way to the day of, you got to go to your location, and I don't feel like dealing with address stuff. So, because I don't want if they unfairly tell me I can't vote, mm-hmm. it's gonna be some smoke in the city. Listen, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna go up the they've street been what they've been
3: challenging. They've been challenging votes, like you know.
2: I, I haven't heard anything yet, but I'm almost positive with Stacey running again and being the one who kind of helped push the needle forward, mm-hmm. knocking all that kind of stuff in the last election. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they finna find some way to say that she's cheating or she digging up dead people like, mm-hmm. and <laughs> all right. kind of stuff that they be trying they be trying to put on her. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is your official announcement. Um, jigsaw listeners, if you have not voted in your respective city-state, please do so. Um major elections on the Florida, please vote. It's just as important in down there as it is up here. Like, mm-hmm. Please, mm-hmm. Vote. like mm-hmm. please vote. Like, please vote please vote i don't know Could how vote. many i don't know how many other times <laughs> i
0: need to say
2: that um right. anything you, you want to say to encourage the people about voting you know you want to be right now <laughs> I, I don't know there's so small
3: we, we say it all the time if you're if you're if you're new to the podcast uh we've had so many episodes about voting go back and listen to some of those probably last year the year before around november mm-hmm. october november so we're not going to talk about it that much this year um, if you don't know, if you haven't seen what's going on in the world right now, if anything, um, rights are being taken away from left or right, whatever it is, what you feel, um, voting is a privilege. Um, it is not necessarily just a privilege, but it's really, it's a privilege because our ancestors did something t- to make it. Um, it was, it was a right, but it's a privilege to vote because, you know, there were so many things that happened that our ancestors did to allow us right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to exercise that right. Okay, so um, don't take, you know, y'all love the ancestors. Don't let the ancestors down by not, you know, exercising your right mm-hmm. um, to vote.
2: Don't make Harriet Tubman grieve. She already did
3: smile. Listen, Fannie Lou Hamer didn't say she was sick and tired of being <laughs> sick and tired just because for y'all, nothing. you know, for nothing. She was always sweating. All her pictures like she was sweating.
2: Because one more guy was sweating. That's, that's, that's what hard works look like.
3: <laughs> you understand me? Listen, her edges were always sweated out.
2: like A Hard boys. work. She had time. For, she had time for no edge <laughs> control. She was over here fighting for our rights. But,
3: power.
2: Ain't them people? Right. Ain't them people you like? Uh, I do like Public Enemy. Public Enemy. I know. I know you like that hippity I beat Bob. Mm-hmm. Original hip hop stuff. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, you know, I like the things. Perfect transition. Song of the mm-hmm. week, brother. All right, So I had two options.
3: Two okay. options for song of the week. Okay, we um, never know a... where this is gonna go with
2: Brian. Here. Well, <laughs> <ahead>. you know,
3: <laughs> well, well, one was you know not to celebrate anything. Um, it's really the irony. One song gonna be about irony. Okay. Other songs is gonna be in theme. Okay. Do you want irony or do you want theme?
2: Um, I don't. it don't. Um, it don't I'm like, I, mean, I, I play both. Go with I your hard. Both. Go with your I, hard.
3: I play both.
2: Okay. One will be
3: irony. <laughs> one one will be theme. A uh, and
2: B selection. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing they did never much in her career. Right. She did a hell out of it, <laughs> <laughs> didn't she?
3: <laughs> The irony. Cause it all fell down. Cause listening, it's all falling, falling oh, down. Which bro. I'm gonna talk about in a greater conversation. Uh, I, have some, I have some thoughts. I'm gonna pass
2: mine. I'm gonna pass mine to somebody. But he, he was he was on the list. Go ahead. Yeah,
3: I have some thoughts. Um regarding <laughs> not not necessarily him, but regarding
2: the, the niggas. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, um, I'm all. Uh uh. Uh-huh. Uh 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 uh, and the other one, you probably wouldn't even, you know, think that I would even care about this. Let me see here. All Apple right. Music. I
2: wouldn't care. I don't think you would care. You wouldn't
3: think it. I would know about it. Oh, OK. The name Surprise of the me.
2: <laughs> who knows somebody who knows somebody who got the milest karate kid,
0: but
2: I don't even know karate. Got my eyes low like Mr. and yagging. That's old school Gucci. That's basically that's 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 fat Gucci. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's that's pre prison Gucci? Right?
2: Yeah, that's mixtape Gucci. Yeah, he knows he yeah, he ain't <laughs> for the clone. That's the mixtape yeah, pre-clone. Mixtape Gucci, Gucci was something.
3: Whoo, woo. Yeah. He said let my money talk for me. That's the East I Atlanta sound
2: of Gucci right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But all right. Mm-hmm. Now, who are those songs by? Uh one of you know, All by, falls um, down by the artist we formerly. Formerly loved
3: known him. as Kanye West. Um, which I am struggling uh with that man. Um mm-hmm. another one is Quiet by Gucci. So one is all falls down by the artist formerly known as Kanye West. Yep. Um, and the other one is Quiet by Gucci, aka, uh, what is it? LaFair, what is it? Uh, Gucci, Lefair. Gucci Lefair. Man LaFair. Gucci Man
2: LaFair. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. Well, if, with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, you ready to head on over to the Blessed Report talk about some black excellence? Yes, sir. Let's get into it. Let's do it.
0: In
3: all right, we are here at uh, Black Man, or not Black Person, Self-Care. We're, we're acting, um, bless the report. We ain't, we, <laughs> we ain't made it there yet. We ain't made it there yet. We shout out black folks doing great black things. We, it's all black, man. The whole episode is black people. That's what we do. Uh, um, we love us, for, for us, by us. Um, but black... Um, bless of the report we shout out black folks on great black things and christmas is approaching right it's right around the corner and we know uh, and also <laughs> thanksgiving is right around the corner so we need to find opportunities
2: Ooh, as when our families get together for grateful hard
3: is 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 um is Mary, all what is no? What what is defrosting for you? Is it uh in my mind? What's what's defrosting? Oh yeah, in my mind, <laughs> well, thawing, thawing out is in my mind. All right. Mm, <laughs> I want you to be free. <laughs> all right. So we know family time is coming together. Thanksgiving, all of my Christmas. Friends,
2: <laughs> Won't you listen to me? Well, Go ahead, go ahead. You know, you know, I start officially this November one, and we're right up. there, right on the
3: corner, right on the corner. We're right day. right on the corner.
2: Right Tuesday,
3: yeah, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So, um, someone want to kind of start shouting out some some different things that you can go out there and support Black businesses ahead of time. Family time is coming up. so I want to kind of shout out or bless up some games, some Black owned games. Uh, so I'm gonna do two this week, and then do some uh, more probably next week or whatever in the future. We could do okay. That. Um, <clears throat> you're gonna be probably familiar with a lot of these. One is um, culture tags. Um, uh, you should know about culture tags by now. Culture tags are extremely fun. They're uh, releasing an expansion expansion pack that includes a 90 day expansion bundle. 90s excuse me, expansion bundles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's gonna be dropping on their websites. Check out culturetags.com. Of course, it's always at the Black people's favorite store, Target, right? Uh, so check out culturetags.com or go to Target for Culture Tags. Again, they're adding a '90s TV and film pack. Uh, we, yes. you know, again, Black folks, we love '90s, we love TV, we love film. It's going to be great. Uh, another one that you probably heard of before, but I'm going to shout it out again or bless it up again. "Black Car Revoke by Letitia Williams and mm-hmm. Jay Bobo. Strong black <laughs> names. Uh, and let me go back Letitia and give and Bobo. Uh, right Leticia Bobo. Let me go back and give Culture Tags. Uh, let me say their name: Unique Jones Gibson. Another Still strong up black up. name, okay. Mm-hmm. So coach tags is by unique.
2: We would name uh, our child an that won't we? <laughs> right,
3: and it's and it's and I don't know. It's e u n i q u e. So that's as unique, right? The e is silent.
2: I would think so.
3: Okay, yeah. Like so, Eunice, yeah, yeah, Eunice, yeah, <laughs> Eugene.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> uh, so coach tags is by unique Jones Gibson, strong black name, uh, and black car revoked by La- Letitia, Letitia. Williams, Letitia Williams, uh, and Jay Bobo, strong black names. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that are, don't already know about Black Card Revokes, laugh out loud. People, Black Card Revoke game is the game that's sure to keep you and your family entertained for hours, featuring humorous interpretations and friendly debates. Black Card Revoke allows up to three to six players at a time. Simple realities, players, blah, 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 blah. If you know what that is, you can go on, uh, go to Target. Black Card Revoke is there. You should have mm-hmm. already been playing it. Um, we, I played it before. I'm pretty sure, Josh, you played it before. Oh, yeah. Um, but this I, got, is the I don't season. have Black
2: Hard Vogue, but I got culture tags for sure at the house. Mm-hmm.
3: I know we definitely have Black Car Vogue. I don't know if we have culture tags. But, you know, again, we spend time together as family. We are we are friends. We are also family. So, you know, when I come into your house, I'll bring Black Car Vogue. Come to my house, you'll bring culture tags. We'll have a great time in the lord so Mm -hmm. start thinking about things stocking stuffers opportunity to spend time with your families if you love games you know we love games here on the jigsaw podcast so um shout out to that shout out to the game opportunities Uh, and that is the bless up report um i'm nobody notably black Died. Nobody
2: notably black died. Black died. However, I think there's an honorable mention here.
3: There is an honorable mention.
2: <clears throat> I do think so.
3: Um, so they're not getting an Kinda official. Kind of like what we
2: did for Betty White.
3: Yes, we're they're not getting an official bless up. They're not. You know, we're, they're not doing that. This is the bless up is segregated.
2: Okay, mm-hmm. um, this they did make the bereavement <laughs> list. <laughs> they
3: made the bereavement. They made the list and they came. They went out of here real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Friend of the podcast, friend in real life. Uh, we I think we've done some drops, some audio drops of his before. Mm-hmm. Uh but comedian Leslie Jordan died in a car crash, mm-hmm. unfortunately, at My age God. 67. My so it was a swift transition. Um Glad Chattanooga to listen, Chattanooga, Tennessee native lived in Hollywood, was four foot eleven. Jesus. Zacchaeus spirit, right? <laughs> um, yeah, those that didn't go to Sunday school, Zacchaeus was the little man that was in the tree that
2: Jesus said was up.
3: <laughs> um, so basically, if those that didn't know, Actor, comedian, all the kind of good stuff. You probably have seen him on Will and Grace and other comedy series and American horror stories and you know all that kind of stuff. Um during COVID-19, he literally got comedic
2: relief. Listen the entire pandemic.
3: The whole pandemic. And uh he definitely gave us some great things. He helped us survive a tough, tough, tough time. Uh mm-hmm. and so we're not gonna bless up uh him, but we are rest up him. We're also we're just gonna say, you know. I don't, know, I don't know what the other opportunity prayers is. Prayers to his family. Prayers yeah. to his family. We were praying. And those who loved him. Listen, we're praying for him and his family. He's in, the, he's in
2: our course. church announcements under bereavement. That's where, that's where it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it is. But no, prayers up to Leslie Jordan. Such a light. Such a joy. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite videos of his was his reaction video to WAP. Right. It was... <laughs> One of the best Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of the best He was like Oh it's so naughty (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah So bless up to Letitia And Unique And Bobo And all them Mm -hmm. Culture Um, tags And black art And stuff like that And prayers to The family um, Of Mr. Leslie Jordan, so let's on Bunny hop on over to the billboard. Um, A show that we love. We talked about another show that we really liked in the beginning, but this mm-hmm. is a show that we love. The Pink is coming back. It was mm-hmm. announced that The Pink has been renewed for season three, and the mm-hmm. show's creator Katari Hall took to social media to express her adulation by saying that she's blessed beyond measure for this opportunity to write the next chapter of P Valley. With this complex, dynamic, and beautifully flawed characters, this shows a love letter to marginalized communities in the American South who rarely see themselves reflected on the screen. It brings me immense joy, I mean she had a lot to say, to know that this has been embraced by folk worldwide. She went on to say that it's going to take a Mississippi minute. Now for those of you who are not familiar with what a Mississippi minute is, that I mean it's going to take a long time. And the one thing I do not like about this show is the fact that it takes a long time between seats because you lose momentum. Mm-hmm. We don't have capacity to be waiting two years to figure out what Uncle Cliff is going to do. Right. You know how many times we thought the pink one going to make it back? and you know, and, by the, and even though I thought they dealt with the pandemic very well, mm-hmm. some of their themes from the pandemic were dated. People weren't mm-hmm. wearing, maybe we should we still, I feel like you are still wear your mask, especially in airports. Mm-hmm. People weren't wearing masks and having the uh, uh, the health departments come down to your establishment and shut you down if you got more than 50 people in mm-hmm. life. Yep. That kind of stuff wasn't happening no more. Um, <coughs> mm-hmm. So she, you can tell that she was really dated and timed out in a sense And when it premiered. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping it's no less than a year um, because I really feel like the reason why it took so long to get renewed was because mm-hmm. of the it probably dropped in ratings because people lost interest the mm-hmm. show stayed well like the story was still good Right. but it was, I think it was just a momentum around its popularity that suffered um because of all the time it took for them to come back what are you expecting from season three Brian I,
3: I don't know I think we kind of discussed it previously that the fact of like I, I we don't know like the show could have ended and I think we I would have been fine with that even though I like the show yeah um, so I don't really know where the show is gonna go at this point. Or the way it ended, they kind of left some things where Diamond was in the trunk. Uh, S- spoiler, but if you should have probably have seen it by now, the short season's been over for a minute. Diamond's in the trunk. Um what else? Uh,
2: uh Autumn left.
3: Autumn left. She's in so a whole completely different city her, yeah, her story's so her, done. Um uh the her dude Andre, he stayed in he lost the election to Preston Prassel- With Woodbine. Which is crazy. Um what, but right but that's you know that's i don't know it's neither there um what else um little murder in essence came out mm-hmm. not to the world but came out to at least chuckaloosa um yeah. and kind of you know embrace his relationship with uh, uncle clifford um mercedes and her daughter are kind of they're building their relationship there yeah um which they didn't really leave us in this paper mercedes where we knew what they didn't really I feel give like
2: her is done with the Yeah, they didn't really give us any. Cause, but she no, she alluded to like that was her last dance, like that dance yeah. she did with Lil' Myrtle, whoever. When she did dance, she was mm-hmm. like, "That's it." So, yeah, so
3: it's it's like, what
2: does she do at this point? Like, mm-hmm. is she
3: this? Is the studio gonna be a thing? Like, it, it's because it like she just does She just she's just floating in the wind. Like she had mm-hmm. her dream of the studio, all that kind of stuff. But it feels like she's just there, and then she had to, you know, the by curious situation mm-hmm. kind of starting to fall in love with a woman then that kind of broke off and it was just so i feel like if any person's character then this last season was just just there i feel like it's mercedes yeah um, oh and then so,
2: with a miss mississippi she got her boyfriend she, she got arrested right? and called the police on her mm-hmm. and all those different types of things so we don't know what's going to happen with that right I um, him, so they, I do want him to die next season. Yes, Take him so down.
3: it left us in a spot to where <clears throat> it left room for the show to continue, but it also closed some stories. So it could have been done. Yeah, yeah. So, it, but I feel like it's real messy. I just mm-hmm. don't want them. To, I don't want them to be like. Our other show that was one of our favorite shows that ended up not being one of our favorite shows, The Shy, mm-hmm. and just come back to season three, and we just and brand
2: new stories. We just listen. start over, and I'm just like, nope, you got to pick this up.
3: Yes, you got to
2: get right. down out that trunk. He can't, yeah. he can't be like Taraji P Henson in acrimony <laughs> and just show up on the boat. Right, yeah, we need to see him get out of the tree. Just can't pop back up. Nah, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, we need some clarity there. So that's fair. <laughs> Yep. Um, head known over to ooh, black women. Um, Serena said no, 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 or oh, if you're saying no, 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 no. when it's really, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Serena wants to be known, understood, and accepted that she is not retired while speaking at, um, tech crunch disrupt conference to discuss her company serena ventures she clearly cleared the air um, by explicitly saying i am not retired she went on to say that the chances of a return are very high you could come to mm-hmm. my house i have a court and i ha- still haven't really thought about retirement so we don't know um if this is just semantics or will she come back to the circus sometime soon but i will let you know serena's still that girl um, and there was a lot of hype around it being her last game So we' we're, we're, we're a little confused, sis We're going to support you We're right. going to support you, but that ain't what you see. <laughs> <That ain't laughs> right. what you said at first, sis you, you know, you said it was going out with a bang And all that other Listen. kind of stuff Listen, mm-hmm. so I don't know if you, you know Maybe King Richard didn't do well Teaching you about the grammar and the wording But what, mm-hmm. how we understood and comprehended that Was that you weren't making no comeback To the tennis court Right. Alright, um, Uncle Nearest um, If you don't know who Uncle Nearest is It is a black man owned Famously, you know, brand of whiskey um, mm-hmm. He's teaming up with Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream um, um, To offer a new festive egg I do not like eggnog, anything Now, I love mm-hmm. holidays mm-hmm. But eggnog can go to hell um, the, ice cream <laughs> <is> cre- <laughs> the ice cream Is created using the 1884 small batch Whiskey, grass grazed milk And nutsmeg Boozy is Nog is the name, and it features hints of vanilla and caramel, eliminating any whiskey taste from the dairy dessert. Now, wait a minute. It would include 0.5% alcohol every pint. What's the point of having an alcohol-infused ice cream if you yeah. can't taste the alcohol? Right, ain't that like, kind wanna... of the point of having alcohol in anything? <laughs> right, like rum,
3: rum raisin. It tastes like rum, I don't know if there's really any rum in there that's gonna get you lit. Yeah, but...
2: not, I'm not, and I'm not expecting people to be drunk. <coughs> I'm just saying, like, I actually, wanna... baby, even if I do like, cause I put a little hints, right? Yeah, imita- I put a little imitation. I think you told you rum in my in my peach cobbler's just for that little that little burst of flavor. Mm-hmm. You want to taste it? You do right. it for the flavor, not necessarily mm-hmm. for the intoxication of it
3: all. Right, right, right. It's kind of like a, if you say mocha. Not mocha, uh like a coffee infused <clears throat> ice cream. Mm-hmm. You expect to. you may taste not get the high of the coffee or yeah. the caffeine, but you at least want to
2: you want the you flavor. Know, the flavor. Yeah. Right? We so. ain't expecting weed brownies. Right. We just want we <laughs> we just want the whiskey taste. But either way, that's coming. So that is a new holiday delight and a treat. Um, mm-hmm. speaking of delights and treats, mm-hmm. Rihanna. We already know that Riri is coming back for the Super Bowl and all this kind of stuff, but Mm -hmm. we also know before the Super Bowl happens, Wakanda Forever is coming Mm -hmm. out later next month. I think it's what, like the 13th or the 18th or somewhere around one of them days. And Yesterday, an electronic version of the Wakanda Forever Electronic Billboard hinted about potential Rihanna collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, she, um, your girl teased the music, the date on her IG page, and the poster with the big R on the mm-hmm. caption saying, Lift Me Up. And if you want to do a little, I did a little journalistic digging. She just recently copy, um, filed copyright papers for her mm-hmm. iconic R. So the fact that that R is coming out and she says she's gonna use it on posters and t-shirts and merch and blah, 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 blah. So I really feel like mm-hmm. Rihanna coming back with the music. I'm not a part of the Navy. I can't tell you an entire um, Rihanna album that I've ever listened to on purpose, Mm -hmm. um, but what I can tell you is that I am kind of excited to see what she does with music these days. Somebody said that she's just going to come out with a vibranium color palette of makeup, Mm -hmm. and I thought that was pretty hilarious. um, (laughs) Y'all already know know she ain't doing number 50 stuff, um, but... Rihanna is on her way back So we shall Mm -hmm. see how that plays out And how that pans out Um, But that's the end of the billboard for today We got a real short one A whole lot of stuff going on Um, But we do have to We have a really great conversation coming up Um, It's only Brian and I in the living room again And y'all will have to be okay with that Um, And we're getting ready to talk through um, you know, some, you know, some some, some perils yeah. of communication. I will say mm-hmm. it that way. So mm-hmm. um grab your snacks, grab your drinks, grab your candy, grab whatever it is you need to grab, head on over to the living room and let's have this great conversation. Alrighty. It's about the
3: All right. We're here at the living room where we talk about, you know, different things how we figure out life. So this is our portion where we kind of do that. And recently we kind of had some things going on in the media, certain things we've seen on social media. We all have it. And what I found out was and I I thought might be a point or a great point of conversation. I think, Josh, we decided this as well. Um, The ability at this point to raise your voice, express your opinions, Mm -hmm. literally at this point is at all time high. Right, there are different platforms to voice your opinions, opportunities to voice your opinions. Uh, you see it all the time, like niggas that don't get healed, they get podcasts, right, and talk about women and all that kind of stuff. So you know, it's it's so many avenues to literally express your opinions, your views, uh, even considering in relationships and, and stuff like that. Uh, and although you have the ability to express your comp- your opinions, your let your voice be heard in um, all the platforms and even personal relationships, I think sometimes. Uh, People don't need to consider the ramifications of that, don't consider certain things. Uh, So we felt that it might be necessary to kind of deal within that, Um, uh, when to say, when to speak, when to be quiet, all that kind of great stuff. Um, I know the Bible kind of talks about as far as folks thinking that they fools, uh, you don't know somebody's a fool until they say something. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And I feel like Mm -hmm. you see that a lot. Uh, So we kind of want to discuss a few things before I get started, right, um, at this moment, right? Yeah. Uh, the first thing I want to think about when it comes to people on social media or just in general, what is something in terms of this idea of free speech, free thought, whatever this is? What is one of your I'm gonna go start here first. What is one of your biggest pet peeves regarding the idea uh of of free speech, free thought?
2: Josh? Um, that free speech, the right to free speech absolves you of consequences. Mm-hmm. That is my biggest pet peeve. Um mm-hmm. I ain't going to cap for the American Constitution and right. policies often. Mm-hmm. But as, as a student of government and a student mm-hmm. of policy, I do understand that law, that constitutional right, so to speak, to mm-hmm. mean the freedom of speech means that you have the right to say whatever you want to say mm-hmm. for the most part, and you will not get arrested or be punished legally by it. Mm-hmm. What it does not well because people can't sue you for defamation and stuff like that. Whatever. Right. But that, right, it's still not breaking <coughs> the law. That is those use a personal civil Mm -hmm. lawsuits. What it does not mean is that, right, here's where the defamation stuff like that comes in. We see it with this person called Kanye Mm -hmm. that there won't be consequences for what you said. Um, And I think when people say, well, they violated his freedoms. No, they didn't. Like, he said Mm -mm. a certain thing, and Gap Adidas, I'm just using this very real Mm -hmm. example, has no legal Mm -hmm. ramifications as to why they cannot terminate relationships, Mm -hmm. contracts, whatever, based upon them disagreeing, right? We've seen you know, artists get canceled and for things that they said and things that they've done. Their mm-hmm. careers have suffered. Even people who didn't quote unquote do anything wrong, they just spoke right. up about things that they believed yep. in. We saw with Jamil Hill, kind of with like ESPN, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, and what she went through right. in that in that regard, right. So, and we were on her side, but at the same mm-hmm. time, what she said had a consequence with that organization. So right, that's right. my biggest pet peeve that we. Seem to con- conflict the, the, those meanings of what mm. freedom of speech is and the consequences of saying right, 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 right.
3: You know, and I'm glad you gave that definition because a lot of people would say all the time, "Oh, what about freedom of speech? What about freedom of speech?" That the, again, the, the Constitution is regarding what the the, the government can do to, to you, right? Mm-hmm. That does not mean pers- uh, That does not mean public opinion can do to you. That doesn't yep. mean uh, per, uh, private institutions. Um, public institutes, all those kind of things. Um, yeah. So if I were to put something on social media right now, right, that goes against – or let me use you as a perfect example. You work for a nonprofit organization, right? hmm Right? So imagine you going out there saying some crazy stuff. You're a nonprofit organization. That may look, you know, different. I'm, I work for more of like a private – even though it's public in terms of, you know, all that kind of stuff. We may have yeah. different consequences, but sometimes if you're – what you say may not align with the organization yeah probably gonna put out a statement saying this doesn't align with our organization our views our values and all that kind of stuff yeah and then they may terminate you because again they have the the ability to do that to do that Um, there are some loopholes and things of that nature to where they may say um it may be retaliation so you may better you know find ways within your contract whatever that may state
0: Mm -hmm. to address Mm -hmm. that
3: I, i hate um one of my biggest pet peeves, I would step onto you with that, is the fact that people just don't know what that freedom of speech actually is, Yeah. right? And I think the next thing within that would be, when it comes down to as far as considering um, when to be quiet, uh, when to speak out, is mm-hmm. um, the being loud and wrong, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. doing adequate research on what you're saying, yes, right? And I feel like in a lot of cases, folks are, they want to be the first to say something, the first Mm -hmm. to have a think piece, the first Mm -hmm. to voice their opinion. And in most cases, they really have no idea what's going on. And you as a person, as a journalist, Mm -hmm. I would like to ask you, and you are an amazing journalist. Let me give give you a kudos Pat on your back. You are an amazing journalist. you. You work for multiple publications. Uh, not work Thank with, you. but you are, you know, you work with, work for, I don't want to say work for, you work with, you partner with multiple publications, right? Multiple. Um, and they lean on you heavily um, for your opinions, your ideas, your thought process, just for writing information. You do culture pieces, sports pieces, all kind of stuff.
2: So I'm a sports expert.
3: Listen. Paul, right <laughs>
2: there. <laughs> so,
3: what is that process? And you have a social media platform following and voice and all that kind of stuff. So, what is your process uh, when you do um address or speak out against certain things or let your voice be heard in your writing. Yeah. But also just in your social media. How, how, what is your um, process like?
2: In my writing, so I'll just so depending on the platform, it's different. So on one side, it is very structured and speaking it from, you know, telling telling the facts, stick to the facts, right? Mm-hmm. Um so let's let's use Kaya again because he's in the news. I don't want to make this episode about him. So let's use somebody else. Let's <laughs> Let's use LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, let's just say LeBron. Oh, LeBron James, for a matter of fact, was in his car maybe a week or so ago and was bumping um, Tory Lanez or the baby mm-hmm. and said, "Oh yeah, the baby got banned," or you know, kind of feeding into that narrative, right? And people genuinely rock with LeBron in terms of like social status, but that caused a few people to to ruffle their fellas a little bit. Um, if that was the case. I would not be writing about people's opinions. What like the, the comment I would say um, in that would be something on the line. LeBron mm-hmm. James um, supported I forget who, I think it was the baby supported the baby's new music who just went such and such sales. However, because of you know the baby's current controversy, mm-hmm. he has social media in an uproar, and that's the end because that is the truth, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that. I agree with what LeBron did. I disagree with what LeBron did. I think it's just some um, as uh, as our friends at the re podcast say, um, the Luma nigga type of <laughs> type of situation where all the toxic niggas get together, defend each other. I'm not right. saying any of that. I might mm-hmm. feel those things, but I'm right. not saying it because these are not opinion pieces. Um, so in that regard, I am just telling you what happened and allow you to form your opinion based on right. it. Now, if you read my stuff carefully, you could probably kind of tell where I lean, because mm-hmm. I will Either stray away from the drama right. of it all, so right, I won't right. touch it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Or if I do touch it, I would, you know, I would say things like he has social media in an uproar. Um, his fans no longer understand where he sits on that side of the conversation, right? right? right. And that could be very true, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because that is just a fact. The people are confused. They don't right. understand. But if you hear right, me right. say that, that's me pretty much saying, LeBron, you in hot water. Uh, right. And I really don't care one way or the other that LeBron is to the baby. I personally mm-hmm. have listened to the baby, not because I just want to make the side note. Not because I do think everything he's done has been shady and wrong. However, mm-hmm. I also have listened to the baby because the baby has not put out good music. So mm-hmm. let's start there. It yes. is a lot less about what he's been doing and more about <laughs> his music has been butt garbage right. these last few uh, situations. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's one approach. On the other side, one of the publications that I write for, I get a lot more creative freedom. I'm able to pitch my own stories based on culture. And I do infuse my opinions. And um, But when I write my opinions, I don't write them as law.
0: And okay. I also
2: approach that level of writing the same way I approach um, this podcast. I mm. do not and will not um, highlight and celebrate the downfall or the mess of people. Okay. Um, if you notice on this show, we don't talk about like people getting divorced and... Um, Like the Nia Long situation. We didn't really touch that. If anything, mm-hmm. if we talked about it, it would have been more so from the perspective of, um, because when Nia Long, the Nia Long thing happened, I think a few couples got divorced, like back to back to back to back. To back. So if uh-huh. anything, it would have been a conversation around um, what does love and marriage look like in 2022? Mm-hmm. Why are people choosing to separate? Like, what is this kind of is is this is it something happening like, you know, or this or this mirage of social media happening versus real life reality? I think that would have been the conversation versus focusing on kneelong and people like that. There are plenty of outlets who talk about that kind of stuff. So if you want to hear that, you can have and that's the kind of the, the, the take that I have in my writing. So when I write those more opinionated pieces. So one of them they got a whole 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 lot of traction was some things not to say to your black friends doing Juneteenth. And the whites were upset. But it was a lot of white people and black people in those comments who were defending <laughs> me it was like, first of all, this is his lived experience as a black man. And while these experiences are, are nuanced to him, there are some universal truths. We talked about that before within these experiences. So I try to write from that perspective that encourages culture and doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily beat people down, but also gives people a place to think and reflect and to um, and to be challenged. Right. Uh-huh. But it is it is never going to be me, uh, at least not intentionally. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to say anything damaging. Let me say it uh-huh. that way. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not, not going to be xenophobic or homophobic or anti-Semitic or any of those type of things. Um, and if I and if I do it in a way that leans against that, it was super super unintentional. And, and uh-huh. quite frankly, if I find myself in a space where I want to say something, say you know I'm writing something about the LGBTQ plus community, now I rap here. Mm-hmm. I'm likely going to reach out to my boy Chancey. Yep. Um, and not to say that he's the expert. But he's within my community, right? My community of friends, my community of people. And mm-hmm. I know that he would give me perspective in a way yep. that'll help me navigate what I'm trying to say. Well, I can still say what I need to say, but I don't have to be disrespectful. Even if I disagree with something, I don't have to be disrespectful to a whole community of people, and I think that's where folks get it wrong. Um, we can go deeper into all the folks in greater conversation, probably how the folks mm-hmm. think this is a game that Kanye's playing. But yeah. um, I think there's a way that you can double down on what you believe without being hateful. And I think right. that's the line that you like, it's, it's 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 a thin line, but you have to. But it but this is an art, and it is very 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 um. You can it, it can be done, right? And I agree with that.
3: And I think what oftentimes, like I said. <clears throat> people that, that are loud and wrong, they, they don't know nothing. They don't know, they haven't done any research. They're not giving perspective. One of the I, I think great thing about college was and correct me, if I, I think probably you probably went through the same thing. They talk about when you're writing a paper, you mm-hmm. have to do research for both sides. For, oh, against, right? <clears throat> and if you did a paper just at one angle without acknowledging some yes. of the pros, cons, the ideas around it, it really, <clears throat> excuse me, it really it takes merit away from your idea.
0: Mm-hmm. So
3: in, in a lot of cases, when you are out there, when you're talking about certain things, you're having debates or or whatever, you should be able to be like, well, I understand this point. I understand that. I understand from this side. However, my my viewpoint may may be different. Um, I've thought about it in this capacity. You add more clarity to your argument where you have the ability to, one, be unbiased to the what side it is mm-hmm. and to be objective to the thought of, yeah, I thought about it this way. Uh, I thought about this angle, and the reason why I came to this conclusion is this, right? And I feel like a lot of people right now, with, they just they just say stuff either for a sound bite, to sound deep, to sound spiritual, to sound, you know, yeah. intelligent, which makes them ironically makes them sound ignorant, right? Yeah. Um, by not really doing the research and really. I think the worst part is people that are are loud and wrong. They say with their chest the most.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and again, the person you know from Chicago, formerly known as Kanye, he he is he has a PhD. Um, in
2: stupidity in
3: stupidity <laughs> and stupidity and and just I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it loud, and then people are gonna be like, "Yep, that nigga right," because you know he's just saying it with a certain level of of confidence, and it's not. And and all it really does. To our folks out there, all it does is to make you look stupid. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't it doesn't reflect well on you. It doesn't reflect on your family. It doesn't reflect well on your community. And like Josh said, if you don't reach out to people, especially from certain communities where you're you're speaking on it, then there's really going to be no there's no validity there either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I find that being an issue. The other thing is, I think we could probably talk about what, you know, uh, with things going on. But before uh, you shift there,
2: though, I just want to yeah. add, like, I feel like you can be biased. Mm-hmm. And still have a well thought out argument. Right. Okay. Now, I believe I, that. You're right. You're right. Because um because I'm just thinking <clears throat> about our conversation. We didn't have a full robust conversation around it, but when we talked about the Woman King for a half a second, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of people's critique was they were highlighting quote unquote black people selling other black people mm-hmm. in slavery. Um, I think we can still be very biased against you know, feel how we feel about the 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 horrific nature of what slavery was. Yep. I feel like we can still blame the Eurocentric um, activities and perspectives that made that a thing while still acknowledging yep. that certain black um, colonies and tribes were wrong, right? Yep, yeah, but yeah. what we cannot deny was that it was the greed of the people inherited and deposited from those Eurocentric ideologies that mm-hmm. made that even a possibility for us to be one to even sell our people, right? The yeah. fact that we were, they were coming over and taking resources and all these other things that happened, why was that even an option for our people? Now, I can critique the fact that they Uh just – because it was still a decision, right? Mm -hmm. So I can critique the decision, but I don't have – but I can also still be vehemently against everything slavery was, still Mm -hmm. acknowledge that, and not allow my argument to be invalid at all. Because it does not negate the fact that while they chose to do that, you whites continue to do what you did. And regardless Mm -hmm. of them selling your own people, you kept taking – what happened when you got to America? Like you mm-hmm. know, so there was so there's so many layers to that So I just use this as an example. I know it's a complicated example, but an mm-hmm. example to where you can acknowledge one thing to be true, find a fault. If you want to bring it home, we can talk about black on black crime, which I don't believe in. Yeah,
3: oh, crime, oof, crime. Oof, oof, oof. But yeah, yeah, yeah. When
2: y'all get to talk about crime, y'all I was want to talk about Chicago, right? Mm, and yes. while Chicago is a theme, let's talk about some of the systemic injustices that has happened in Chicago going all the mm-hmm. way back beyond the '60s, '50s, and '40s that's contributing right. to what we see today. But while mm-hmm. also acknowledging that. There are white communities that suffer in some of the same ways. It's just mm-hmm. that we don't get some of the same media attention and things in the same way, right? So I can be against crime right. and acknowledge Chicago, but mm-hmm. also call out the systemic perils that made Chicago Chicago. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So I I just want to throw that out there. Like you can you can still be one side. Cause I'm right. the, I'm always pro-black. My argument is gonna always be pro-black. Oh, always. Um always. but I can but and we'll get into that. I'm I'm trying not to Infuse the greater conversation. I know we both going to talk about it, but yeah, 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 So much of that is wrapped into what you know we're talking about right now today,
3: right? And I think what we've lost within this society is is nuance and context, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of it is you know, um, I, I don't think anything. I don't. I don't say anything. I, I think a lot of stuff in just society is not black and white. It's not it's much nuance. Of it. it has gray areas. Um, for every Drake,
2: even said it. I talk gray, I don't keep it black and white. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but that's that's so true in every almost every area. You can't just like I I I love when people, especially during political time, they take out a number, a, a stat, a statistic, and say, This is what it is. Again, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, you may talk about murder or whatever, crime in a certain area, but you're not addressing the, the, the systemic things that, that took place to create that that environment, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, um, so, again, nuance is a thing I think it, it just doesn't exist. And for those that don't know, nuances, is it's basically that there's certain things within the certain conversations that add to certain things that it's not just plain and simple what it is. There are things that re- regarding that. So, I think like people have lost a nuance. thing. people have, don't understand the importance of context when having conversations or discussing or things of that nature or having certain discourse. Uh, providing context to that, acknowledging context, acknowledging history. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Within that, all that stuff is really, really important. And I'm gonna pat ourselves in the back. I feel like even on this podcast, in the billboard, anytime we, we we provide a thought, an idea, we're gonna acknowledge context. We're gonna put things in perspective.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. oh um, yeah,
3: you know, even the idea that all Black people, if we don't think like we're not a monolith. We all we are always gonna preface our our thoughts, ideas, and, and, and regarding a situation with you know, the disclaimer of, we understand this, however. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, because even when we talked about the uh, <clears throat> the frivolous topic of Nikki last week uh-huh. and her beef with, like, one thing, like I said, what you can't deny oh, is the success example. of Super Freaky Girl. Yes. Love or hate the song, you can't deny what it's doing on the charts. And now people say, we don't care about charts. we talk about the success of a song which mm-hmm. contributes, we're having a Grammy conversation, right? Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. contributes to Grammys, which contributes to this kind of stuff, and it is a rap song, point blank simple. And we also acknowledge the fact that she was right for calling out the Grammys about her song being moved.
0: However,
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) right, when she started making the comparisons and you think about her history, and her track record of how she dealt with other women in rap, particularly Mm -hmm. those who have, you know, accumulated a certain level of status, it then begins to negate not the validity of her argument, but the people who are willing to support her argument. So I made that example again to say like the context of it was is that Nikki's mm-hmm. not wrong. Right, right. It is her approach and what she began to do in the midst of that argument, right? Mm-hmm. That made her lose all the validity of what she was saying.
3: Right. Right. And to add to that point we said earlier about being biased, your bias is to Nikki because you love her as I a like fan, Nikki. But you, right. But you were able but to I provide still, context exactly. and, and, and provide an argument that that's clear, concise, and regarding that she's wrong. Here's where she could have did something different, but she was wrong in that that situation. So you Mm -hmm. acknowledge all the different factors and to provide as your argument, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So what's important? So we probably go back and say that, you know, do your research before you say anything, speak up, whatever it is. Um, uh, uh, Understand context, nuance, uh, understand that consequences can arise, positive or negative. Remember, we said it early in the podcast, Mm -hmm. consequences can be positive or negative, right? Um, before you let me say anything, find that
2: clip of of, of Donna, Donna Lawrence because he he said that.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm I'm Lou Ford. Um, uh, Also, being loud and wrong is never 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 a good look. Uh, and also, let me say this: on social media, stuff stays out there forever. You can you can get rid of it; it's gonna find up, it's gonna rear its ugly head at some point. So another thing is, you know, uh, dealing with certain topics with going on right now. Um, sometimes, um, I feel the need that when things are going on. Um, sometimes I think we feel the need to say something mm. Even without capacity To say something Even without intellect to say something mm. Even without the um, the Understanding I feel like in this society We feel the need to Something's going on let me go to social media Do a think piece or just uh, provide my opinion Without knowing about it And we don't Only, need
2: uh, any of that
3: Right and on the other hand Sometimes people feel like if I don't say anything Then I'm My my silence is just as loud as my saying something. So what are your thought process on how do we navigate, uh, you know, not saying things or saying things? uh, What would be your thought process regarding that?
2: I I found the Donald Lawrence thing. Okay, go for it. A
1: law is a principle based on a predictable consequence of an act. Confession in Greek is homologio, which means to say what has been said or to say what God has said. So I say, okay, now how am I going to put this in a song? Am I going to, at the same time, make it something that people will play? But I got to get this message here. And I was like, now I got to think about this and I got to think about this. And one day it just came to me and God gave it to me. And it started out with the verse saying, man cannot live by bread alone but by every word out the mouth of God. And, it went, and, I, came, and I went on and it says, there's a formula for your confession that can help you live your best life. Mm. Then I go on and I said,
0: um, a law is simply a principle based on the predictable consequence of an act. Mm-hmm. Confession in Greek is homologio, which means to
1: say what yes. has been said. So I sum up my verse by saying there is a law well confession. You just say what God has said. <laughs> and I said and now, okay. Now I need a I need a course. I need what we call a hook, God. And I say, I need to make it simple because this is kind of deep. Speak the word. It's as plain as that. Mm. Speak the word. You know, the thing about it is when you start seeing a predictable consequence.
2: Okay, here it is. You, you know, we I think we've always been
1: taught that when you hear the word consequence, it's negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But consequence is positive or negative, it's just results. Mm. And I'm saying all that all of that to say is that if you are sick, you confess by his stripes I Okay,
2: now he's gonna he he try to be hello. Perfect. But that's the part that I was trying to get to, right? He was he was he was doing that, breaking down the lyrics of his song, and we're talking about how a lot of people we hear the word consequence, we always think of you're gonna even in parenting, you're gonna face a consequence. And what should your consequence be? But consequence is literally just results, it literally means the um the result of what you did or said, right? So I think people try to absolve themselves of consequences, whether good or bad. Uh uh-huh. um, But they're going to happen, um, regardless. So you asked me a specific question before we went into that yep. thing. I just wondered what what was that question? I yeah. Remember. The
3: question was really uh, how do you how do you how do you navigate um the the sometimes the feeling of um the pressure to say something or speak out regarding a topic. Yeah. Um, and, and you talking about people being quiet and stuff or like that. Yeah, quiet. Okay. Um, and and there may be different reasons why you may or may not do those sure. and, and things surrounding that. Yep,
2: I think it's probably exactly what Donald Lawrence just talked about—the consequence of it. I have to sit mm-hmm. down and figure out: am I willing to face the consequence mm. of my of my words? Right. Uh-huh. Um, that doesn't mean that I I I'm afraid of the comments because I can disable uh-huh. my comments. Right, right, right. I can make a post private. I can put it in my close friends. I can do a number of things, but
3: mm-hmm.
2: um. It's also because sometimes I've seen Me and you bro we've seen like Facebook status And stuff like I don't even got capacity oh, But yeah. then there are times where i would be like you know what I got time for example mm-hmm. that was a general Board member mm. who got on Facebook And was saying some things And mm-hmm. I said you Word know what I got time <laughs> And he, oh, and yeah. I responded he responded To me and I responded to him then I called out a personal Example of his and we was going Back and forth and I don't think I ever got disrespectful It was just it was like your, your platform Allows you to say things that people Will take as truth and yep. what he was saying was absolutely asinine, in my opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. And he says a lot of asinine things, in my opinion. Yes. Um, but however, yeah, this, partic- this particular time, this particular person was just way off base. And I wanted to, as one of the targets that he was talking about, provide him with perspective on how he was wrong. Um. So my choice, Brian, is really based on my mental health capacity. I'm going to be very honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Um. I thought about the whole Kanye piece, but <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I did this week? Every time I saw somebody on my Facebook, particularly say, "Oh, that nigga's a genius," I went and unfriended them because mm. I've decided you're not mm-hmm. the kind of person I want to continue to not be, not even in my social media space. Right? And that's not me being passive aggressive. It's just, it's just really kicking that energy out of my life. I don't really know you anyway. Right? right. I went to high school with you, maybe. And you probably was in ninth grade and I was in 12, so you remember me a lot more than I remember you. Mm-hmm. Um you're a mutual friend of a mutual friend of a mutual friend. We got a hundred some mutual friends because we're in that similar circle, so to speak. But girl, I still don't know you. So it's not, it's not a loss. Um, so it it is me protecting my peace when I don't say anything. And there are times when I do say stuff. Sometimes mm-hmm. the best way for me to say those things is what you described as in my writing. Um, yep. How can I address it How can I put mm-hmm. a pen to paper um, Or put it on this podcast I know I'll be on this mic yep. every week um, oh, yeah. So it gives me space to do that And then as we're preparing for the podcast It gives me opportunity to think through my thoughts mm-hmm. And not just come off hot And bad yeah, yeah. and wrong And you know all the different things that can happen Because I, I think I said it last week When you niggas get on IG live and Facebook live right? That's when you mess up You uh-huh. don't allow yourself the opportunity to process It's even like when you're talking to your spouse or a partner a lot of times, it's not it's not wise to argue when you're at your most heated. Right, you're right. likely going to say something mm-hmm. that you want to take back. So when you yeah. give yourself the opportunity to be like, you know what, let me process this,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. and
2: then you know you can probably have, and it don't mean that your opinion is going to change. It just means that you have a lot a great level of clarity and wisdom about how you approach what's going on. And that's pretty much how I say. And then some stuff, Brian, I don't really care about enough. Right, right, right. To comment on if I'm gonna be very, very, very honest about it. hmm Yeah, and I agree with that. Like I, I'm, and the reason why I ask that
3: question because sometimes I've seen like posts where they'll be like, All y'all that's been silent, you know, that speaks of volumes. And I'll be like, but sometimes, like, again, I may not I may not say anything on that platform. hmm This is probably my platform I'm gonna say something on. Um, it's our podcast, if we can control it. Um, it, it provides the opportunity for me to maybe um, say something. I would have thought about it. Yeah, I can now speaking it. Um, it's gonna probably translate a little differently. Um, uh, it's gonna probably translate a little differently. Uh, than writing it out. I know I'm not a um, I can. I'm a good a written communicator, but I feel like through dialogue and discussion, uh, I feel like it has a better opportunity um to kind of deal with, again with the word nuance. Like, and then on top of that, I may say something. And then, for instance, you might be able to clarify something to where I may not have articulated it properly. So then you'd be like, oh, I get what you're saying. Are you trying to say this? Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. not uh, even have that all the time. So I out to you and Chris, uh, we, will, we may say something in there and they'd be like, do you mean this? And I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Right? Because sometimes we really don't have the capacity or the words to really articulate what we want to yeah. say.
2: And then typos and typing fast and all these other type of things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, sometimes right. you, when you're so angry, you just type it out and press in.
3: Just, yeah. Or press and post
2: then. or press publish.
3: Mm-hmm. And and even within that, like as far as you're saying, we be so quick to respond. Mm-hmm. right? And we've all done that in our, our marriages and our arguments. Even in personal relationships, you be so quick to respond, you didn't process what you've been saying. And a yeah. lot of times people go on the IG lives and stuff like that. And you haven't processed or you haven't even gotten all the facts. Right. Right. Um, I remember Matt Barnes, uh, the whole thing about Emu Doko came out and a lot of people went to social media and on their platforms was like this was wrong. He had to spend it for a year. And then Matt Barnes came back and was like the next day was like, oh, I heard all the facts. Uh, yeah. I'm going to retract what I said because what I said, I didn't have all the facts. Now that I have all the facts, now my, my stance is completely different. Yeah.
2: You, you remember the, I can't remember his name, the rapper who got shot at Roscoe's. Yeah, P and B rock. Everybody yep. was blaming his wife or his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And when the facts came out, they mm-hmm. was like, and I think even more of the common folk were saying, why are you posting that? Why is she doing it? Why are you doing it? The facts came out, was like, that person came up in there about 15, 20 minutes prior to her even posting that. Mm-hmm. Somebody was already in there watching that man. It had nothing yeah. to do with the, And then mm-hmm. you had celebrities doubling back or, you know, coming back saying, Oh, my bad. I didn't mean that. But, but no, like sometimes, and I get it. We want, I think when things happen. As humans, it is easy for us to find ways to place blame. But I yep. think that is also an American or human tragedy as well, because mm-hmm. we don't take the time. I mean, to a certain extent, yes. Um, if you are of a certain lifestyle, why are you posting where you are? But at the same yep. time, at mm-hmm. the same time, all it takes is for you to be in a place. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. word is gonna get out. So it's you know, it don't matter whether you post it or not. If mm-hmm. if Beyonce walked up on Morehouse campus hmm during homecoming, right? Mm-hmm. Um and she didn't tell nobody the fact that she was all cause one thing the most annoying thing, it was so many people in the area, Brian. Our mm-hmm. my phone said zero service. Wow, like,
0: phones weren't up. working.
2: Like you literally those we we crammed up the towers. But anyway, I feel like we would have found a way to go across the street, get into a building to tell uh-huh. somebody that Beyonce was on campus. And you know what they would have right. done? Attracted another thirty thousand people to that campus. Mm-hmm. So yep. what I'm saying is is that we we, we oftentimes <laughs> don't <laughs> We oftentimes don't give each other the grace of context. Mm-hmm. And I th- and I think like there are some things that are black. We said it earlier, there aren't many things that are black, but there are some things. So like the artist, the R&B artist that's from Chicago, who's currently mm-hmm. in jail. I don't there's no gray to that.
3: No, no, no. there
2: is no nuance to that. That mm-hmm. is what that is, right? Yeah. Even with um the one, the person who had the number one television show back in the 80s and 90s. That is what that is. When you got a hundred right. some people saying the mm-hmm. same thing on thing brother mm-hmm. it, is, it is it is very little that you can you can do to convince me otherwise I don't care what you were right. trying to buy NBC I don't care what you were trying to do that, right. that ain't got nothing to do with nothing right now you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And, and every now and then I'm here for a good conspiracy theory but that, oh, ain't, yeah. that, that ain't got nothing to do with that so my point right. is is that um a lot of times um and I think we've said it before but I just want to highlight it again conversations discussions arguments disagreements usually involve context and that yep. may not even change how you feel. But Mm -hmm. what it should do in some circumstances is allow you the opportunity to give people in situations grace and mercy because there's something bigger to why this has happened. You can still disagree with it. And you can even choose here's the other other beauty about the the power of choice. Mm. You can even choose to still be angry, to not mess with that person, to cancel, to whatever you want to do personally. But at least you would have considered all that happened, right? And you've made a well thought out decision um, versus you jumping to conclusions. Mm-hmm. About a certain thing and running off at the mouth And causing more damage It's so not only to what your possible relationship or situation was But for others as well and I think that's the real part too We get out here run mm-hmm. our mouth And we influence so many other people
0: mm-hmm. With what we
2: gotta say Because there's an old pastor back from Memphis uh, Every time he did a re- revival He said invite somebody He said everybody got influenced with somebody And mm-hmm. you can encourage somebody to come to church right. And what I say about that I don't care if you got 10 followers or 10 million followers, right. You influence somebody's gonna listen to you. Somebody. And when you put it out there, you have changed the perspective or found alignment with somebody who would have not otherwise done it had you not said it. Mm. And that's and that's power that we all have. And yeah. it's dangerous. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it is dangerous. I feel like
3: that's the thing. I feel like nowadays, I think to the intro to the conversation, like we have more power, right? <laughs> that we've ever had and i yeah. feel like with social media we also have influencers we have but not just like you know the influencers that we think about but outside bots and stuff like that that are trained to kind of put certain comments and thoughts and ideology out there to kind of get you to you know think about certain things so
2: mm-hmm. low vibration
3: food yeah man. what is that <laughs> right right <laughs> just just
2: like shut they up right? literally you know what i at the same
3: cookout the same the same food was on her plate. Like the Just same food. Less.
2: Just less. Just less. The food was the food was the same food. The food was the she's, food.
3: Yeah, like girl, you the same thing. Like I, right. Um, like so in the case
2: like that, it's like shut up. Like
3: what, what but because what of her power
2: and influence, right? Niggas, yeah. even that woman, like, you know what? She teaching me not to, what she's not teaching you anything. Right. <laughs> what
3: Right. Like like no. Like I and I, and and even within that like y- you're diminishing your God-given thought process ability to kind of for to comprehend and develop yes. thought on your own. And girl, right? if you
2: was hungry just say that. I
3: yeah. wanted it all. <laughs> right. Just say I want I want I want to eat it. Like and be <laughs> yeah. fine and be fine with that be secure you with your And you still be, be a
2: queen. You gonna be a full queen, but you could be a queen. You can still right. be a you
3: queen ahead and boo boo real quick, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? But you're fine. yeah. Like, it's OK with that. Uh, another thing within that regarding as far as, you know, when knowing when to shut up, when knowing one to speak, uh, understanding like how what we can say. And I, we you're married. I'm there. We've been doing this before. Um, the how the effect on our and not, not just marriage. And we talk. I know you said all the time that friendships are relationships, our relationships yep, are now our important, integral parts of your relationship. So not just your romantic, uh, not just family, but also your friendships are um, our real relationships that have value, have face, and they need to be nurtured and cultivated and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, how to navigating what we say, when we say, and how we say it to some of our closest relationships, right? And how that affects it. What are your thoughts regarding
2: that? I just want to put a side note on the pen so we can talk about this later, that I mm-hmm. feel that sometimes friendships takes a greater level of intentionality than romantic partnerships. Uh, I can I can see that. And Especially the only you- reason why I'm saying that, I'm not saying that they're mm-hmm. more important. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, think about when you got married, Brian. Your mm-hmm. focus relationally shifted primarily to your wife. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So some of the same, so some of the energy you had for your friends and co workers and stuff, mm-hmm. you didn't have the same amount of energy. And that's not wrong. I think right. that shift is appropriate. However, because you're now giving this friendship six, 20% when it used to be 80%, mm-hmm. Right, means that you have that 20% has to be the most, has to be a hundred percent of that twenty percent in order for those, especially in adulthood, because mm-hmm. we live in the same city and sometimes have a hard time connecting. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So I, just food for thought. Um, but how to navigate those conversations when it should I think as you grow with your partner, your friend, your colleague, whatever their relationship is, um, I would venture to say you learn one, their triggers. <laughs> um, I would also mm-hmm. venture to say, and you also, if you, if you pay attention, if you're not a narcissist, mm-hmm. you begin to see how, what makes them respond best. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you'd be able to see also what kind of approaches work best. Cause I mm-hmm. think, In the beginning of my marriage, for example, with Asha, she would just jump out and say stuff Mm -hmm. and not consider, like, for example, she would try to have full-fledged conversations about super important things first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Asha's a morning person, I'm not. I wake up early now because of adulthood, right? But I'm still not a morning person. And then she would get so frustrated, with me when I would not remember things that we've talked about in detail, and I mm-hmm. never forget it. We were in a session; I think it was a marriage, a couples thing, or something. And I brought it up, and one of the other wives looked at Ashley directly and said, "Well, why did you keep talking to him in the morning?" Mm-hmm. And I didn't say anything. She stopped and was like, "She was like, I really believe this right here. If y'all just had conversations at lunch mm-hmm. or after y'all got home, mm-hmm. and he, was, she was like, and if it's too late for you, do lunch. You like." Find that, find that time that works. And right. this this whole problem will go away. And it was like, so it's so it's like finding those type of things, right? And while I try right in the morning sometimes, but I'm just, you're not going to get all of Josh or the right, best right. of Josh at 7 a.m. It's just right. not going to happen. Um, right. I'm a little bit better these days, like I said, because I wake up earlier because my life is different. But back then, I was only waking up to get ready for work. I wasn't waking mm-hmm. up to sit here and talk about our five-year plan. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> baby, I ain't got it. Not not, not right now. So I think <laughs> as you learn with people and sometimes there's therapy that's there and have wise counsel with other people, you begin to see the flaws in your communication. Mm-hmm. Um, you begin to see uh, your approach could be off and wrong. Um, a lot of times in my even in my friendships, I'm able to say, hey, remember when you said A, B and C and mm-hmm. you informed me that you didn't like that? Well, you mm-hmm. just did that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I so like and I and I try to say it in those ways without saying I told you so, but to kind of let people be reflective on themselves to say you can't you can't command what you won't give. Um, like all, all these different types of things. So I think there are, I think handling that in relationship is a, you know, it's gonna sound real churchy, but I think it's a learning way.
1: Yeah. yeah and
2: yeah. there will be growing pains, but I think mm-hmm. the flaw again, the human tragedy that exists in certain people is that they're not actually learning. They're failing yeah. that test over and over and over. It's okay mm-hmm. if we have beef around something communicative one or two times. Yeah. But it's not cool if I gotta repeat this thing the fifth, the sixth, the seventh. Cause ultimately you say you don't care about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that well, answered your question or not. No,
3: it does. It okay. does. I think I think sometimes we don't understand like the, the gravity or the weight of our words. Mm-hmm. Um and the timing. Um, it, the timing of our words. Mm-hmm. Um, and even I'm going to throw another one in there is, is it worth saying?
2: Some right? stuff isn't. It's not yeah, worth because,
3: like, So one of the main things that me and Lauren really struggle Ooh. with is she to has to say, she, she has to say stuff. She can't. She can't just not say anything.
2: That's what me and Lauren are alike. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> she can't just not say anything. And I'm the type of person is my whole thought process is, and I, and and again, I, I not I'm not gonna, in this place. I think that I'm not gonna say there's a right or wrong way. Of course, we're just figuring out. And we've been married 12 years. Um, and my whole thing is, and we actually had the same issue this week. Her whole thing is, I gotta say something. I gotta speak my mind. Blah 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 blah. And my thing is. And But she says, I want to speak my mind, do what I want, but I don't want any reaction. I don't want any negative reaction, right? Mm-hmm. And my whole thing is like, I don't mind you saying, say what you want to say, but you can't expect my reaction to be just and okay and just go about my day, right? I might not like it. I might not appreciate what you're saying, blah, blah, blah. So you have the freedom to say it, but it, it may not come without consequences or reactions, right? And then sometimes when my argument usually is like, like to you, in your opinion, it was worth saying because you needed mm-hmm. to get it out.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: In my opinion, I'm like, like, what am I going to do with this information? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
3: I, 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 you know, that didn't need to be said. That didn't even and that didn't need to be a conversation. Like it didn't even need to be a conversation, in my opinion, because that's I think sometimes way we, we process things. Um, she'll say something. I'm like, you know, that didn't need to be a conversation. You could have just told me that. Or that could have been a text. It could have been an email. Whatever it is, it didn't need to be a conversation. Isn't it worth saying? Um, so when, with, with that being said, like, what is your thought? And are there times where it's like, you want to say it, but you realize it's not even worth me saying for a few, for a few reasons. One it could be, they're never going to receive what you're going to say. <laughs> it's like you're wasting your your breath. And I oh, do that absolutely. like with my family. That's the biggest thing with my family. You know, Lauren but I want to say something because they're not going to, their behavior is not going to be changed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and it's going to all it's going to do is frustrate me. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to respond in a way to where I know they're not going to receive me, and it's going to further upset me and, and mess with my mental. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and and in in most cases, it ends up happening. And then after the back, Lauren was like, well, she's just looking at me like, I'm like, well, I told this is why I didn't want to say anything because I know it's, this is what the result was going to be. Yeah. Right. But I, I don't know if I, I said something, but I, <laughs> Open the question to you, but I, I sure. said so. Answer no, no, the no. question, I guess. No, no, no
2: that's fair. So, I, there are times where I don't think it's there are things that aren't worth saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think sometimes you find ways to say it that does not in those situations. Okay, so I took community, I had I take an official communications <laughs> class in college, mm-hmm. and one of the forms of communication was um, paraverbal. Mm-hmm. It's, it go, so paraverbal is beyond body language It is basically the communication Of your actions
3: uh-huh.
2: Without without. So we think of body language as communication action, But literally body language speaks Actions also speak Without mm-hmm. saying anything um, So I think in those situations For example with family If you got people who are just dogmatic Let's just say mm-hmm. somebody who's homophobic And right, you got right. a, um, a homosexual friend yep. And you bring them over And let's just say that's one of your best friends Right. Uh-huh. So i are hanging out with you and, and Lauren and hanging out with your family and your family's like uh uh-uh, uh blah 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 blah. And all of a sudden you stop coming to the cookout. You just mm-hmm. stop coming because you know yeah. you're not going to change their dogmatic behavior. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And they finally ask, Brian, we ain't seen you in three years. Well, that's because the last time I was there, you greatly offended my friend. Mm-hmm. I told you that this, you know, this person's a, you know a really close friend of Lauren and I's. And if you can't be respectful to my friendships, then I won't come. Right. and that's it like you've communicated what you felt now whether right. they agree with you or not like I think that's a way to communicate so to your point when you have people who aren't going to change my behavior will show you what I need to what needs to be said right. and if you and now if you want to approach the conversation now we can go back and I can mm-hmm. tell you I did this as a, a consequence your yeah. actions led to this result and that's right. it I don't have I'm not going to sit I'm, I am in a space in my big 33 years I'm not going to argue I told somebody just the other day. We, it was a frivolous conversation. They were saying that their HBCU was the best HBCU homecoming. and I said, is it? It <laughs> like, it absolutely is. I said, you know what? I'm not going to argue with another person about their truth. And they was like, excuse me? I said, I'm not going to argue with you about your truth. If that's what you believe, who am right. I to tell you right. that that's not true to you? I don't right. believe that. At mm-hmm. all. <laughs> However, I'm not going to get in here and debate with you why your homecoming is the best to you. Right, right, and I, and I and I've learned to apply that to a lot of people. If that's what you want to believe, then baby, I'm right. not going to waste my time arguing. Now, there are times where I will go to bat for certain things, but that's certain, that's always a stopping point for old Josh Rogers. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. have capacity to keep mm-hmm. going because you're going to drain me at this particular right. point. Um, but yeah, I do think there are things that don't need to be said. I'll make an example. It happened to me just mm-hmm. this past weekend where something was said to me that didn't need to be said. So. Okay. Long story short, Asha's um, trunk inside of her trunk button doesn't work. She can only mm. access her trunk from the remote on her key. She only has okay. one remote key. We were rushing. I put the key in the trunk, set it down, closed the trunk. Mm. So we was, Jesus. Know, had a situation. We figured mm. out a solution. Um, but then walking toward, toward tailgate, Asha says, well, I know this might not be the right time, but next time, you know, I said, and, and I stopped it right there. I said, when well, you got to get that caveat, <laughs> you already know. I said, I've already acknowledged at the car uh-huh. that I was rushing. I apologized multiple times. Uh-huh. We have a solution. You're like, well, I know you want to get it out right now. That's not going to do anything but piss me off. Yeah. like for Because now you're, now you're being, to me, you're being condescending. It's like you're trying to teach mm-hmm. me a lesson. When the lesson has been learned, acknowledged, apologized for, and like right. and resolved at this point. So what's right. the point of you saying this? Because why? Like you said earlier, you just want to say it. And it's yeah. not oh, helpful. Yeah. It's <laughs> not helpful. It's actually going to make it worse.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I yeah. said
2: that to her, she stopped. She's like, you know what? I said, I said, yeah, I don't want to argue with you before the tailgate. I said, because I will give my friends and leave you in this crowd. I said, you know the kind of nigga I could be. You with Keisha too? I will leave y'all to y'all devices. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, so again, so, but I've been in situations where I want to be like, see, I told you, had you listened to me, but I'm just like, no, she's learning the lesson. Right. And I can see it on her face. She's hating to admit it. So that is, that is my validation all within itself. I see that I was right and all that different kind of stuff, but I don't have to boast in that. Um, So I think as you be in a relationship, not just with your partner, but with friends, uh, it's not always, I'm right, I'm the right friend, I'm the advice-giving friend. It's like, I'm going to throw it out here as a perspective,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: if it ends up leaning in my direction, then we can talk about how, all right, Josh, I see what you were saying, let's figure out what this approach is. And if we're mm-hmm. best of friends, I'm going to put it as water in the bridge, we're going to figure it out. You know, we just acquaintances or something, be like, well, I gave you the advice the first time, go back to those <laughs> messages, read through right, them right. thoroughly. Right. And and implement. Because I ain't got nothing else for you, right? So it, it 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 to me is situational, but there are definitely opportunities where you can you can flex them. Matter of fact, First Thessalonians four mm-hmm. and eleven, so Paul writes that you studied to be quiet. <laughs> yes hello and to do your own business <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. and to
2: work with your own hands the man of god says this is sometimes we have to practice the art and learn to flex the muscle of minding our business even with mm-hmm. those who are the closest to us right so i'll, I'll leave you with the yeah. word of god i didn't say that. That's good. The pasta That's said. good. <laughs>
3: That's real good. That's real good. I don't have anything to add to that. Um, last one before we wrap up this conversation. It's been a great conversation so far. Um, one thing is going to be, uh, no, no, depending on the setting, knowing your audience, um, I'm going to give an idea, then also we're going to kind of deal with the idea. Um, is this a space to keep it real? Uh, is this a space that I can speak freely? Mm. Knowing that space, knowing that audience. Um, what are some of those spaces? If you were to give like an example of certain spaces where you can't keep a real you may give a part of Josh, right? You know, may give all of the Josh. Uh you're communicating what you want to communicate, getting off your chest when you get off your chest. Yeah. What are some spaces? How do you use spaces and platforms to kind of give different pieces of you uh or different authentic pieces of you? That's such a heavy um question.
2: I will say the church is one of those spaces. Mm -hmm. Um not to say that, you know, and I don't want to bring this man's name in, but it's the best example I can Not to tell muscle Carlton Pearson type stuff. But oh, I yeah, think yeah, okay. how I think it's just different than how I was raised. I think me and you've had that conversation. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. there are, you know, let's just this is a very clear example. Women preachers. You would think of twenty two and two. That wouldn't even be a thing we're debating.
3: Right. Right. right?
2: right. But unfortunately it very much so is. Mm. Um and so in certain spaces, I withhold I ain't gonna say with home. I, I feel what I feel, but I'm not about to argue with this eighty year old man about a woman preaching in the pool pit. I'm just not no, about to do they that. They don't believe what they gonna believe. They gonna believe anywhere. what they gonna believe, right? You're not gonna change. So I'm mind. not gonna get in the pool pit and talk about well, the first you know, a woman carried the word, which is I'm not, I'm not. I'm not about to go through all these. Like I'm not about to. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to make my sermon that point. What I'm going to do is that in my actions and my platforms and what I do is advocate for women, um, support women. Uh, always advance them, not being intimidated by their gifts. I could continue to do that, and if you see my actions and choose not to invite me, and what I can also do, again going back, I don't ever have to accept another invitation from you. Yep. Because I feel so strongly about that, right? Mm-hmm. And that could because I mean because eventually, because my wife probably gonna come with me. And what if my wife is a minister or an mm-hmm. elder or whatever, and you tell her she can't sit with me in the pulpit, like, or you invite my wife to speak and you put her on the floor. You know, and all this other like you know, say so. I could I, my actions can tell you a lot of things, right? Yeah. So I think that's one space, that's just that's one example. I think another example sometimes, as much as we talk about being authentic at work, is that it is it it is a task. If I'm gonna be mm-hmm. honest with you to really bring your full self to work. Oh, right um, Because Josh Rogers is Josh Rogers. You know Josh Rogers, Brian. Yeah. And so yeah. while I am very black, I don't have my tattoos. Um, I shook hands with our CEO at our conference with a short sleeve shirt on. Uh, with all my tattoos shown, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I, and I and I have my earrings in, they end, they end now. When we, get one, we, when we get done recording, I'm going to do a meeting and they're going to be, you know, glossing on that screen. Uh, and I keep my hair curly and natural and I'm getting them braided in a couple of weeks and I'm not going to not take meetings because of that. But there are certain things um, just about my perspective around society and things that, you know, I'm just not having open conversations about. Um, or I'm wording things, because I work in DEI. Right, so while I'm advocating for authenticity, I also mm-hmm. know that um, in that space, if I, like if I say it's a great day to be black, I cry if I was white. That ain't gonna be perceived as well, <laughs> right? Um, you know, but but it's but it is still my truth because I don't want to yeah. be white. I don't if I woke up white, I probably really would cry because um, I just don't want. I don't want to be a white man. I don't. I don't I have yeah. no desire to be a white man. Um, right, right. So like, so things, so certain, certain things like that. I think I went to an HBCU. So I didn't have that, and I went to—I told you—I went to a very black
0: mm-hmm. elementary,
2: middle, and high. So I didn't really yeah. have these identities where I couldn't be my full self. Now in those spaces, I was so young, I was finding myself and figuring stuff out. Right. Um, but I was able— to, but I was able to figure that out loud. Now, the, some of the things that were able to hinder me—and I'll pass it to you. Because of course, as a child, you're intimidated. What are people gonna think? And it's gonna be embarrassing. Are they gonna be accepted? They're gonna think I'm this, I think that. So, like, so to a certain extent in school, yes, because you have those pressures of not, I don't want to say not being black enough, but being accepted. Um, uh, but beyond that kind of normal adolescent pressure, um, I was able to bring my full self to those spaces. Um, I will say, as my thought processes and perspectives change about the church and life, I was sometimes um hesitant to bring my full self home. Mm-hmm. Like when I yeah. say home, I mean Memphis. Um yeah, yeah. because I just I just don't think like some like I would have conversations with some of our friends from church and they'll bring mm-hmm. us to be like, Josh, yeah, ain't that right? And I'd be like, Well, actually, it's not. No, nope. They'd be like, huh? And I'd be <laughs> like, I'm sorry, fam. I just I I know. I know. Pastor Rogers taught us all. I just don't, mm-hmm. I just don't get with that right now. <laughs> yeah. And you know, so anyway. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, so I think it's the, it is the negotiating you're evolving with people who have not been around to see you evolve. I think that's yep. the, Ooh, that's the art. And it's, and it's, I think it's going to just gonna continue to be hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe so. And I and I, and
3: I find different place, even with my work. Uh, I don't, I don't let anybody that, that I work with, um, follow me on social media, anything like that. Uh, because I know there's a certain, one of my managers actually said, Oh, I,
2: that's you. <laughs> it might be you know, me you know me actually all this new technology in this house i don't know what i don't know what a law is going on go ahead i'm gonna go figure that
3: it out uh, so what i was saying is basically what ends up happening is that even with like you know this thing about social media i don't let really people that i uh, work with really follow me on social media unless i like really trust them and really appreciate them all that kind of stuff right um it was actually funny because somebody was saying well why don't you why do you have two different social medias one for work uh one for personal and my manager was like, oh, Brian says nigga too much on his personal uh, Instagram to have like my reps and stuff that, that I work with um, on that Instagram. I'm like, mm. I, you know, I have my professional Instagram but then I have the one that's just for my safe space. People that I love. Right. Yeah. And even within that, you have like your close friends and all that kind of stuff. Um, I have spaces in my group chat where I can s- speak freely, but also have some accountability there where I can kind of grow and learn and, and all that kind of stuff and figure things out. Um, so I believe that there are spaces to keep real. There are spaces to kind of gauge where you can speak freely, have conversations, learn and grow. I think everyone needs those things. So for a quick recap, before we close, um, it's very important as far as we were trying to figure these things out. Um, do your accurate research, right? Understand the words have positive and negative consequences. Being loud and wrong is never going to be a good look um sometimes you don't feel the need or the pressure to say something even if you don't know what you're talking about protect your space your mental space and capacity right understand that your words can affect uh, affect your relationships and also last but not least making sure uh you know when to say things if it's necessary to say things uh but then also make sure you find a good space and place to say what you need to get out Mm -hmm, right um mm -hmm. but make sure it's a, a free space a safe space uh, and don't give everything to everybody because not everybody deserves uh, that communication. All right? Sound good. Sounds um, great. This was right. good, Any-
0: Ryan
2: Thank you for this conversation, I, brother.
3: Not a problem. Is there anything we want to add to this before we head out to the? I am my brother's keeper. Are we not my brother's keeper? or Was this considered? You know, I feel like self care.
2: I would. I feel like it is self care. But what I will add is this: when no to shut okay. the hell up. That is Please. the synopsis of the conversation. Yes.
3: Knowing <laughs> when to shut the hell First up. That's
2: the longest point eleven. And that you just study <laughs> to be quiet. <laughs> I mean, Paul was intentional. He said, study. That means. But shut the hell up. That means take you some time to really uh-huh. convince your cerebral cortex to control your mouth and let no auditory response exit from it. Glory mm-hmm. unto God. That's it. That's oh, all I
3: got. Bless his name. Well, that was a great time for the, uh, the the living room. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, hit us up. If you have any topics for the living room you want us to talk about, let us know. We are always open to hearing what our, our puzzle people have to say. Uh, now it's time to get over to the P.O. Box. Uh, I believe we have something in there, a follow-up, and also something new. Uh, so sit tight and we'll get right over to the P.O. Box.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: All right, good people, um, amazing conversation, but we are here at the post office box where Ronnie Jenkins delivers our letter. He did it on time as he always does um but before we get into the letter i want to let you know that you too can be on the jigsaw um podcast by writing in to ask the jigsaw at gmail.com that is a-s-k the jigsaw gmail.com where we will possibly reach your letter aloud we will give you a pseudonym because we respect your pronouns and your privacy and we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on cicely tyson's internet so with that being said understood and accepted brian who do we have and what do they want yeah, so we actually have a
3: follow up um, from Levita Alize Jenkins, the uh, person about Seattle. So I'm going to read that, and then after that, uh, we have a new letter with pronouns he, him.
2: Okay, so let's get into this update.
3: All right, so the update Levita Alize Jenkins wrote: Say I wrote to you all about finding black space in Seattle. Your insight was helpful. I am not the I am not young like the babies, so I did not even think about TikTok. I went on there, found some events, made some solid connections. Finding these spaces has been dope while functioning as a caretaker for my mom. I actually have brunch scheduled this upcoming Sunday. I am so ready. Thanks again for your advice. You're welcome. Right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's we, not, so we could help. It's not professional advice, but it's good advice. I'm glad we were able to help you find your space in Seattle. So invite to Seattle at some point, you know, we may or may not show up, but you know, the invitation is always we always love an invitation. Mm-hmm. All right. So Josh, we yes. need a pronoun. We need a name uh, or a pseudonym for uh, uh this next letter. Uh again, pronouns are he, him.
2: Mm. Um, okay. Um Frederick Douglass.
3: Frederick Douglass, side part.
2: A <laughs> mighty one.
3: A mighty side part. Um married a white woman, help us, Lord. Um <clears throat> Uh, Frank Jellies writes, what's going on, guys? I am a 28-year-old black man, and I have a woman roommate. Uh, we have never had any issues with uh, between us in terms of attraction or sexual attention. Uh, in fact, she is a in a committed relationship, and I have been dating off and on. We are rarely just in the house together, so we don't spend a lot of time together. Okay. The other day I was home, and she and her boyfriend came home. Right, you know, and as usual, I spoke to them and headed to my room to chill. She went in the bathroom and her boyfriend asked to talk to me. I was like, sure. Thinking about uh, thinking nothing about it. Right. Old boy asked me what was going on with his girl and me. I was completely thrown off and asked, well, asked him like, you know, I asked him what was going on and even figured there was anything happening between us. He says that my name has been coming up a lot of conversations recently and have discussed a threesome. Yes. Holy ghost. Let's get to the good stuff. (laughs) I have discussed a threesome and he thinks she wants me to be a part of it. Mind you, she has not left this bathroom. Either she is intentionally staying in there or taking a mighty dump. I mean, the dump, (laughs) I ain't going to use the S word, right? (laughs) Um, Either way. I called for her to come out, hollering from the living room. She eventually came out and I asked her if this was true. She said it was not, but I do not believe her. I told them I was not interested in that situation and that he was way off based on his girlfriend and me. Needless to say, things are mad awkward and I don't feel I don't like feeling this in my home. What do I do? How do I continue with this friendship slash roommate situation at this point? Uh, Yours truly. Frederick
2: Douglass. Ooh. Y'all came with the heat today. Listen. Um, phew, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't
3: I don't know how to attack this. You know, uh, one, why are you not down for the threesome? That's one thing, but you know, that's neither here nor there. No well, attraction. I get it. Maybe you know? he don't want to be maybe in no,
2: a, a two, two man one woman situation. L- listen, who, who knows? It might feel be some like, other things there. Cause you know, we could be honest. Um mm-hmm. I feel like men are less likely to accept another man coming in the room right. versus inviting oh, yeah. another woman, so that could be yeah. a thing. That could be a thing. Um, um.
3: Ooh. but I get it. Like you don't want to cross that line. Like y'all are cool, y'all are y'all cordial, y'all yeah. roommates, y'all. Are it seems like
2: y'all like the. It seemed like y'all might have. You didn't give us context. You said y'all don't hang out a lot, so it seems like you either found yes. her through a roommate service or a mutual friend or somebody you just kind of knew, coworker,
0: and y'all right. are cool. You know
2: what I'm mm-hmm. saying, y'all? And y'all ain't got no beef, you know. You was like you was going to give them space to be in the main Mm -hmm. there while you put your room when they came in. It seems like y'all got got some clear boundaries and understandings. Um, But clearly, they've been talking about what they've been talking about. And she wants another man Mm. in the threesome. It seems as if he was thinking it could be another woman. Or Mm -hmm. if it was another man, why is it you? Because I've heard of some situations where couples are open, but they'd be like, but it can't be a coworker. Mm -hmm. And it can't be anybody we know, right? Yeah, bouncers. You know, so that could have been why he was upset, maybe thinking, if she bringing you up, what's going on? Uh, So -hmm. I don't want to get too much of him because you didn't ask about him. I just want to, that's where my mind is kind of going. Yeah. But it turns out you navigate this. I don't know if it's enough to, like, kick her out or anything like that. I will say, if you feel too awkward and your lease is coming up on ending, Mm-hmm. Then you have the option to break your, you know, to to move out and find another roommate. Because right, all right, I don't right. know that this is ever going to be like not awkward. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what else to say after that, though, right? Yeah, and, and I feel
3: like we've we've kind of um we've kind of addressed it. We've kind of addressed the situation regarding communication. And mm. this may be a situation that you, you know, in most cases I might be like, just don't say nothing. You got to talk like, to her. You got to talk about this. Yeah. There's something you got to talk about because she lied. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, either she lied or he lied. I feel like she may have lied, but if the boyfriend is lying and trying to invite a yo remain in the threesome, then that's something y'all really gotta
2: deal with. So that's it's all kind of because what if the boyfriend wanted had. it And we trying to figure out if yeah. it was like what if you just said yeah, it'd be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like somebody lying. Somebody
3: lying. <clears throat> Somebody's lying in this in this situation, this scenario that so it needs some the conversation needs to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh Ooh. you gotta address the situation so you can go Ooh. forward. Um, that's Ooh. all I can say. I don't know what what you. Sh- I'm not saying what you should do, but I know a conversation needs
2: to yeah. be, needs to be had. I, to I, be I, had. Feel, I feel like this. I feel like I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna even go a step further, Brian. We can wrap it up. I feel mm-hmm. like the boyfriend ain't opposed to you being in it either. I feel like you were the boundary though. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he's probably he seemed strict on his back because he didn't he didn't say like he didn't seem angry enough that you like it was a dude. He felt like the what I'm reading is. The context is around it being you, not another dude. <laughs> so they got something going on over there that's real interesting and freaky um, mm-hmm. that maybe he, her, or both of them want you involved mm-hmm. in. But it's like, this is my roommate. I don't want to do it. Um and maybe she had that conversation, but he mm-hmm. still felt uncomfortable, which made him be like, "Well, maybe he pressing up on her for her to bring him up because we decided no roommates." I don't. That's 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 what makes sense to me, Brian. Because yeah, yeah. I would feel like the only reason why he would be so pressed that it's you is that y'all they had the conversation about this particular person being not an option, and then mm-hmm. that not an option came up.
3: Yeah, and yeah, yeah.
2: So, because that's what it seems like, and the fact that you're disinterested. Bro, you have the right not to want to be in it because that also can get messy. So you have mm-hmm. the right not to want to be a part of that. And it also yeah. could be the fact that you don't have you have zero interest in being sexually involved with another man, no matter how many women are present. And that's your mm-hmm. right as well, bro. Like anybody right, bon- right. So I don't care about the fact that you are disinterested. I feel like you need to figure out the root of why your name was even brought up. Yeah, yeah, and watch, and, and you're right. If she was in that bathroom for y'all to have, because I feel like you missed like some details of that conversation between you and him. She was, she was in there listening because the fact that she mm-hmm. went straight to the bathroom, she had that. They talk about that. In the, it's a few things that's giving mm-hmm. me hints in this conversation. So. Yeah, and she
3: was probably embarrassed. She didn't want to see the. She didn't want to. She might not want to get let down? She uh-huh. might embarrassed. But then also think about that. I, I, to me, it's messy of them as the, even think about the boyfriend. Like, what if they did have the threesome? And he is tearing your girl up. Like he is like. Banging that thing out, right? Mm-hmm. Now that can cause re- re- issues with their relationships, trust. And then think about this that boyfriend may not live there. So then now you gotta have to deal with the roommates now... Always they there. Be, be
2: smashing. They can,
3: listen, and they could be. They may not have any attraction in terms of wanting to be in a relationship with each other, but, you know, the sex the middle of the night... And
2: that's what it was, right? And that could be why the boyfriend was like, no roommate because mm-hmm. of that. And the same thing could happen if it was another woman. Like, what if the mm-hmm. girlfriend, you see this other woman, like, giving your dude the head of his... He don't ever spawn the head like that from you. You right. know what I'm saying? And here she is giving that golf golf 4,000. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> it's that 6,000. And you, and you send her to the or she, or she, you know. Let's just be candid. She riding that thing, and he going crazy, and he don't like. Mm-hmm. So I think even though that's probably why. And I hate to be real deep, but that's why it's probably best in certain situations not to in, have some of these situations because this is we, you know, even though this ain't the marriage bed. So we can you can interpret the marriage bed not being foul. However, you want it to interpret. Right. All right, right, right. But when you start putting certain things in there, yeah, this is some of the reasons why, my friend, because mm-hmm. it can seriously complicate. Um, yeah. what you have going on? But uh, I don't know if we helped you at all. <sighs> yeah, uh, but I mm, think have the a conversation. The biggest, yeah, I about to say the biggest piece of advice that we got for you, bro, is have the conversation. And That's it. With that being said, let's do the next step. You ready to go to the greatest conversation? Because I don't yeah, think you're <laughs> ready. Because I'm sick of this conversation. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> all right, let's do it.
0: Let me talk. Oh, let me talk.
3: Alright, we're here at a greater conversation Where we just take this time on the show To get some things off of our chest that has been bothering us I say it all the time, man Tomorrow's not promised, cuss them out today So Josh, I know we kind of alluded to it earlier We have a certain theme, I guess Within our greater conversation Yeah. Uh, that we want to go do you want to go first? you want me to go first? How do you want to do this?
2: Uh, I can go first because I'm actually going to um, Hand mine off to someone else Because okay. okay. they, they've articulated much better than I could So I'm, I'm okay. going to do that Go for it
0: Kanye's anti-Semitism Is going to be his downfall, rightfully so. Dude has been out of pocket with what he's been saying about Jewish people. I've seen a few interviews. And here's the thing is when people tell us, you should ignore Kanye. He's just trying to troll. He's just trying to get attention. That's not how this works. You don't ignore hate and say it's going to go away. Just like you don't ignore a broken arm and be like, it's going to heal itself. That's not how this works. So we have to call it out swiftly and loudly. His anti-Semitism is not okay. He's emboldened other people to be loudly anti-Jewish. It is unacceptable. It is trash. And he gets to hide behind artistic expression to be filthy and hateful, and that needs to stop. But now he's facing consequences finally. His agents have dropped him. His brand partners have dropped him. He's getting his closest allies speaking up against him and being like, we're not with him enough, rightfully so. But I also think about the times when Kanye said slavery was a choice. And a couple of weeks ago, when he wore the White Lives Matter T-shirts, and people kind of chuckled, was like, that's just him being an artist. But now is the line. He didn't face any of these consequences, but he earned them. He's earned them way before. I'm glad he's starting to face some consequences, but I want us to interrogate the reality of who gets protected and defended. Who gets allyship for real? Who gets seen and spoken up for? Who gets told the things that you are hearing about you are not okay and we will work to make sure they don't happen that piece i just wanted to interrogate the reality of who gets defended who gets fought for who gets spoken up for you know we're all fighting the same systems of oppression we're all in bondage none of us are free until all of us are free so who are we putting our voices on the line for our power on the line for who are we advocating for We gotta fight for each other, but we also have to fight for ourselves. Yeah, Kanye.
2: So, Lovey Ajayi Jones, one of my Mm -hmm. favorite writers, my favorite voices, uh, summed it up in some of the best ways. This is, rightfully so, he's losing stuff based on what he said. But like Mm -hmm. she said, he earned these losses a long time ago when he talked about black folk. And this is not to say that I don't care about Jewish hate speech, but it is to say that it mm-hmm. is very, we talk about this all the time, especially when yep. black men and black women get killed. they when a black woman, a white woman or a white man gets killed, the world stops. Mm-hmm. And that same level of intention is never, never brought in for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we are our own downfall because when that man said, Slave was a choice, we went out there and bought that new album and was rocking to, Mary had a little lamb um, to the mm-hmm. beat of Jodeci, Uh, Can we come right. and talk on his new gospel mm-hmm. album? He was able to say Jesus and get us back and we bought more Yeezys. But now mm-hmm. that he said this about the Jewish community, everybody wants to take action, and it should have right. been that same action years ago. Um, but here we are, nonetheless. Yep, Brian. Yep. Yeah, same thing. That's been my biggest thing is the fact that, like
3: all these companies. I'm poo pooing on your, your. You know, we can't stand behind Kanye because he's been saying damaging things against black people for the longest time, and y'all didn't <clears throat> care anything about it. Um, so, it, I, you know that's just my that thing that's been the most glaring thing to me and these are the same niggas that was putting out stuff when george floyd and um all that kind of stuff were saying like you know black lives matter it's okay you know for him to say negative things because the thing is most of these people in these places believe what Klein was saying about black folks like y'all believe it y'all enjoy y'all enjoy this black person saying negative things about black people so they will make you feel good about your ideologies and thoughts about them black folks. We see it. We understand it. I'm not saying we understand it, but we understand it to the g- degree of, we know that y'all in low-key or high-key white supremacists and racists, but you love to hear a black person like you know Kanye or Candace Owens or all the other coons that are out there say negative because things about black clones. folks. they are coons. Right, say negative things about black folks um, but let them say something about you know uh, folks in the uh, LGBT community. community it's going to be a big deal. Y'all say things about it's the rightfully um, so a big deal, right? And it's yeah. a big deal. The Jewish community is a big deal. Like like Asian hate it speech, should be, big deal. It, it should be yeah. It should be a thing. Like if it's if it's negative, yeah. Every it feels like every group, every um, um, yeah, every group gets the treatment um, that I feel like black people don't get and a lot of times black for we ride for other communities and we don't get the same level of commu- uh same level similar riding even black for, women for versus
2: white feminism is- yeah
3: we we you know so to me i'm not going to celebrate you know him losing everything I, it doesn't bother me in, in any one bit right um it doesn't bother me um however mm. to me the biggest thing is y'all niggas that are that are saying oh Kanye's a genius because you know he wanted to get out of these deals the niggas that's celebrating him losing things, but not really demeaning those companies who allowed him, you know, and kept paying him after he said all the slavers of choice stuff. Um, so f all y'all, all y'all, if y'all don't like me,
2: um, you know, y'all know where I am. Um, that's all I gotta say. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna repeat what our frat brother Mark Lamont Hill said. I don't find pleasure in anyone's misery. But I'm not going to cry that a narcissistic, anti-black, and anti-Semitic misogynist no longer has a morally indefensible amount of hoarded wealth, especially when he actively and intentionally weaponizes that wealth in service of harm. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what it is. I'm not going to throw Drop, a party throw because mm-hmm. that nigga lost it all, but I'm also not going to sit here and act like I'm crying and I'm sad about it. Yeah. And I, I think I, I care less. the additional point to that, Brian, that I just want to add, because I know, I know Lovey said it for me, but I want to add this about you niggas.
0: Mm-hmm. You hotel
2: niggas, you niggas who tell me he's a genius He wanted to get out those contracts anyway If it takes hate speech to get out of a contract Was it worth it? That's worth that's it. what we gotta reckon with mm-hmm. I'm I'm not opposed to you uh, Flipping the tables And ruffling feathers to get out of a contract But when it involves The dogmatic, the hate The, 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 the All the abusive and harmful language and actions To other groups of people just to do that Then mm-hmm. that's where it's no longer genius Mm-mm It is no longer genius at that point. And for all you who have saying that, again, journalists here, when I when we wrote the article about Kanye West becoming a billionaire, in that same article, we noted that in our research, right there on AfroTech, that all of his billionaire status was completely tied to his deal with Adidas. He's no longer a billionaire. At all. At all. And not only did he lose Adidas, because here it is net worth is not liquid cash, y'all. This is how Mm -hmm. I know y'all didn't take econ. This is how I know some of y'all barely passed algebra. Net worth Mm -hmm. is not liquid cash. Me and Brian's net worth is probably much higher than what we got in the bank. Right. Right? Because that's how net worth works. Yeah. Assets, liabilities, All of that different kind of stuff. So now that he lost Mm -hmm. Adidas and Gap and Vogue partnership. And
3: Balenciaga. And and
2: Balenciaga. And his agents even dropped him. Kanye is probably worth a couple of cool million. Whatever's Mm -hmm. in his bank right now. And whatever homes he owns, that is yep. his, that is all he's worth at this yep. particular point. And the fact that all these other brands, and he oh, and he also has no place to put his music out through. He's now mm-hmm. an independent artist. So he's about mm-hmm. to spend all of his own money to do, and that's so, because he's accumulated a lot of wealth. So don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, he can do it. But he does not have the machines and the power that is going to give him the say, the cushion, right, to not touch his own money and to do these mm-hmm. different types of things. And, and if you think Adidas finna allow Kanye to go put some Yeezys out independently without bringing their legal teams involved. You are stupider than you look. (laughs) And I just want to say that. Y'all talking, oh, we can just go buy them now. No, Adidas ain't finna, them Yeezys were too valuable. They are not about to let that nigga just go put out that same shoe, bro. Mm -mm. Like somewhere in that contract, Adidas own the likeness of that. Why do you mm-hmm. think Shaquille O'Neal's team was suing Shaquille O'Neal's son over a trademark? Mm-hmm. Because they, because right. Shaquille O'Neal saw his likeness to another company, so when his mm-hmm. son was trademark his own name, Shakir, it was like, oh no, 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 they too similar. Mm-hmm. It ain't got nothing to do with the the father and son. It's the businesses right. at this point. And that's right. the same thing. Kanye is even Kanye's out the picture. When they, why do you think Laura Hill can't perform her songs the way they they appear on that dang old album? Hello, because she don't own it. Mm-hmm. And even though he designed this stuff of Adidas, if that was Adidas shoe, I don't care if they call it Yeezy.gap or the Gap Yeezy store or the Adidas, it doesn't, Ivy Park is Beyoncé's. But if God forbid that woman do something off base to Adidas, Ivy Park is gonna be Ivy Park. And that's mm-hmm. gonna be the end of it She she's not, I love Beyonce, but this ain't Hasa Darion. She she, <laughs> she ain't got the same level of control. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. She's so right. not, right, not
3: built from the ground. they built from the ground out. Right. Yeah. That was
2: a partnership, and they gave her, they gave her creative control but it was mm-hmm. a partnership and they were able to leverage the success of each other, right? So um, anyway, anyway, I, I just wanted to put that out there. A lot of y'all are saying stuff and this is why I said it on social media because I knew I could be able to say it very loudly here. Y'all are saying stuff that don't yep. make no kind of sense no. and y'all are caping for this man and saying all this stuff about his genius and his art. The only thing that Clay is a genius in is his creative ability to make yes, really good yes, music because even that's in it. his most, even in his most recent albums, I can't hold you. The production of those things were still top tier.
3: Yeah, it's um, never going to go away.
2: I think me and you were talking maybe months ago and I told you I was listening to just my Apple and Apple gave me a, a song. I think he sampled um, Doo-Wop from Lauren Hill and I was like, what is mm-hmm. this? And I looked at my 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 car and it was off Donda right. and, mm-hmm. and I literally couldn't press stop because it was so good. Mm-hmm. So that the music is just the music. He got it. Lucifer still had it, if we're going to go to the Bible. Hello, hello. But that didn't make him any less of a demon when he got kicked out of heaven, right? So gifts and callings. And the the Bible says Mm -hmm. that gifts and callings come without repentance. So the gift, even Donald Lawrence had a song called The Gift Looks Good On You, but it's how we Mm -hmm. use it and how we wear it, right, that makes the difference. And it is him um, monopolizing his gift to create wealth to then, as Mark among Hills said, do harm to other people. Because and that's the other thing. People are intimidated by Kanye because he loud. The mm, yeah. we got the Elsa Sway. He was just loud. Sway just backed up because mm. I ain't got time. He was loud. Yeah.
3: He over talked to everybody. He
2: overtalks everybody. The slave was a choice. He got real loud. Mm. And he wasn't ready for old boy at TMZ to come in here with oh, a yeah, Nah, no, no. Nah. Was <laughs> a band. it Van Latham? Yeah, he shut up then, yeah. right?
3: And, and, and Van gave him argument. He gave him point and, and and all Kanye just be saying stuff, y'all. He don't he don't have never have no points. He never have no points, no research, no theory, none of that stuff. The nigga don't say he don't even read. So where's he even developing his thought, or idea, or his bias, or basis or for any information? Mm-hmm. He just says stuff. Right? And as much so. as I
2: don't want them kids to end up with Kim Kardashian full time, I feel sure. like living with their daddy. Listen. This is the first time I would say living with Kanye would probably be worse than Kim raising them. Because at the very least, Oof. Kim is going to have a nanny to, to oh, actually
3: yeah. raise them children. <laughs> but he even showed he's anti-black with his like just his whole lifestyle. I'm not going there, but we can do it. We can do it real quick. He, like, <laughs> it, like he showed like from, from like other than his first album, right. He kind of started showing signs of when I started making money, like I'm, he his anti-blackness increased over time. It was no longer about the struggle number no about black people, racism, you know, poverty, stuff like that. It was, I'm rich. Now I'm in a class that's different. And now it's classism. And what did you do? You you, you left the black girl that you was with, 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 um, with, um, College dropout, you chased after all these white girls since then. Like, you know, what I'm saying. Then you married a white woman. Now you're saying, "Oh," and I have no sympathy. We talk about why I try to care about when I love my kids. You decided to marry that white woman. Mm-hmm. I ain't decided
2: to do that. And not like, only you know that, was a very particular type of white woman who is known for exploiting black men. Like a whole family that's known yes. for exploiting black men. <laughs> like,
3: other than the Courtney girl, right? All of them exploit black men. They attach themselves to black men. They, they, they. Her whole he like Kim throughout her life has used black men to get to another level of class. She even said that Kanye was the, was the Avenue to, um to get into fashion houses in Vogue and, and for them to take her um uh, seriously. And what happened after she got there, what did she do? She got rid of him. Like, so, and then you want to come to the black community who you, who you pretty much kicked it aside to try to say, Hey, why don't y'all care about me? No, bro. Like you didn't care about us. So I don't care about you. So, and that's the end of the road. But we've been We've been talking about this For the least two years We've been talking We've been demeaning Not demeaning We've been Speaking out against this fool Probably since the beginning Of the podcast
2: Mm-hmm Yeah Because I think and around 2019 2020 is when he really started Yeah mm-hmm. Like just mm-hmm. spiraling Out of control And we, And
3: we warned, y- we yep, warned, we warned y'all We
2: warned y'all and, and at one point I think we was trying To give it a mental health thing And we're not going to trigger that I do think Kanye West has some Deep mental health issues And some demons in his And knees. some demons yet <laughs> Some demon in his knees. Tiffany, New York, (laughs) Paula said that she believes that he has demons in his kneecaps, and that's why he's walking and acting when he walks. He got a cast. He's an exorcism. He's an exorcism from his knees. When I tell you that is the most hilarious thing that I have Mm -hmm. heard in my thirty-three negro Negro years of life. Oh, my God. But anyway, um. but yes, I we're not, you know, in this show, we love talking about mental health. We're not going to trivialize mental health at all. Of, not at all. But at the same time, that does not absolve him. Again, here's that word of the consequences of his behavior. There are so many mm-hmm. people who are living well-rounded um, lives who have mental health issues. It doesn't mean that mm-hmm. it's easy for them. It does right. not mean that. But what Not it enough. does mean is that it's possible with the right type of help and guidance and sometimes medication. Uh, you have people who have been very public about it. like Jennifer Lewis has admitted to being what, it's bipolar. She yes. said she was. Yes. And you mm-hmm. know, and she talked about some of her struggles early in her career when she got a grasp on that thing, got the help that she needed, right? She was able to live a more holistic life. It is possible. Right for him to have whatever struggles yep. he had, and because and then we talk about him grieving his mother. He never did, it. and sorry for him for that. that's just tragic. Right. But Kanye did not go through the steps to grieve his mother. And I know that's going to losing a parent is going to impact you for the rest of your life. Oh, well, but we can't blame all of this behavior on the deceased Miss Donda. We just can't do no. that. Um, So while we give Kanye grace in some spaces because of his mental health issues, we also understand that that is only a modicum. Of 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 the rationale behind his behavior. So, mm-hmm. Brian, you got anything before we close out? Anything else? Nah, that's it. All right. I so with we that put, being, we put him back in the attic. Yeah, back in the attic, not to come out ever again. Um. So with that being said, us to accept this wraps up another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. Yes. We thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support, your love, it. your prayers, um, all that you do to make sure that we are able to be who we are able to be. Brian says all the time, we would be amazing. Without mm-hmm. you but We are so much yeah. better with you And because of that yep. We bless a God for you
3: Brian We do now Listen, continue to do all you do Continue to support us We appreciate you uh, Subscribe to all the places Where we are available We're on every podcast oh, platform yes. Leave us comments we, we we want y'all to gas us up Let us know how great we are Share, like um, Let people know how great the podcast is uh, Again, if you have any ideas Thoughts about the show Any potential topics you want to think, Go over. Let us know. Hit us up in the DM. Email us at I act the Jigsaw or the Jigsaw Podcast at Gmail. Whatever it is, <laughs> uh, we do care about you. Help him um, with Oh, follow Josh. Follow Josh. I am Josh Rogers. Support all the different uh, writings. He's you know Buzzfeed, afro AfroTech, Damn. all the different places. Make sure you share those different um, writings and whatnot. Uh, follow me. I am Brian Hare. Follow the podcast, the Jigsaw Podcast, um, and that's pretty much it. Before we let. The uh, people go, Josh, let the people know what they need to do.
2: Absolutely. So as oh, one more thing. We will not be able to talk to y'all before Halloween. But you mm-hmm. whites, don't you put on no, don't you put on no oh, black face yes. or no brown face? Don't you do it. And you black, y'all be it. safe and y'all be careful out there. Now, I don't celebrate no Halloween, but I want y'all to be safe. I'm not gonna come against y'all mm-hmm. who decide to do that. Right? Mm-hmm. So y'all just be safe out there. And if I see any black face. You better believe it's going to be some smoke in the city on this next episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. (laughs) Um, So, now do what you can, while you can, Mm -hmm. in the very best ways that you can. Sometimes that means drinking pumpkin spice, but not being pumpkin spicy. But in all that you do, do (laughs) it to the glory of God. I love (laughs) y'all. I love love y'all. Bye bye now. (laughs) With the love of the Lord. Peace.